and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Sports Nonsense and Whiskey. Monday, July 5th, day after the 4th, hanging out with the fellas. How you doing, Pinky? Oh, buddy. I think I'm doing better than all you guys. All right, all right. SP? I think you're right. But I'm on yeah. vacation, though, to be fair. Oh, okay. Oh, that helps. That helps. Zach? It's your boy, Zach. He's a little tired. We're in the sun a little bit today. We kind of. we played eighteen this morning, so he's he's a little tuckered out. Which course oh. did you play? Kings Deer. Nice. It's been a rough weekend. I've I'll be honest. I have never hit a golf ball off a tee. Mm. Never be happened. Fun to golf with. Okay. Huh. I mean, have you been to like Top Golf? I no. I've never gone up to Denver to go spend a lot of money. Okay. <laughs> But since my son just got a job at Top Golf, we can go. Does he get you like an employee discount or something? Not quite sure yet. <laughs> he starts he starts training in two weeks. Two nice. weeks. That means they're not opening for like a month. They're supposed to August, open in August. I heard. Yeah. It works for me. That's not bad. I'm with you though. I made efforts to try to hit a golf ball. I've never tried off a tee. I've putt putt, uh, yeah, but yeah. I've never. Yeah. It's fun. But I've never had a buddy just be like, hey, Pinky, let's go grab a... I've got my golf clubs. Let's go hit some balls. Yeah. Like, that's never happened. Yeah, I don't... Uh... I grew up in Widefield. Like, that wasn't on our top priority list. That's fair. It was more like, hey, can we get those Mickeys and let's go let's go holler at those girls. Yep. <laughs> Did that after we played golf. <laughs> I, I don't know anything about golf. I just know I'd be bad at it and... When children can step up and drive further than me, I'm not interested in this playing. Is, this is all you need to know. So in a couple of sports, you can start drinking at 6 o'clock in the morning. Golf is one of them. Hmm. Okay. Gosh. Oh. I, I, I don't know if I mentioned last time I, we were watch, watching Old School with my son. We broke it out, and I was like, oh, we gotta, I gotta, you got to watch Old School. You got to see this. We're watching and having a good time. And in there, the guy's like, you gotta, you got to bring me into the crew, man. I go golfing on Sundays. I hate golf. Made me think about that. Because people will go golf just to get out of the house. Away from their family. For some folks. I used to like disc golf back in the day. but Disc golf's fun. I'm I'm getting old. Things just hurt. You know what I mean? It's not what it used to be. My brother tore something literally playing disc golf. So that just goes to show... (laughs) Man, you put a lot of torque on it, man. You, yeah. He he didn't. But yes, for anybody else, yeah. Wow, you know. <laughs> comes back to getting old. You spend three straight days drinking and it's like today I feel like Oh, dude, yeah, for sure. Bad. Friday night, I uh I definitely tied one on and then I was uh had to work at 7:30. I, I didn't go to sleep till 2. Mm, not me. It was a rough morning. Thankfully, like only like six people called all day because they probably thought we were closed. Right. So that helped. That's the best. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on a side note, I did listen to a podcast that was pretty interesting. Um, Joe Rogan with Quentin Tarantino. Yes. I listened to some of that. Yeah. I was going to say, if you guys aren't big on podcasts, this one is at least worth listening to. Tarantino is a great interview. Oh, man. He's, yeah. He definitely sounds weird. If, if you're willing to just stick to the questions that he's willing to talk about. 
Yeah. No, the thing is, you always see him in short form stuff, and it's like he has to be concise to get his points across because his mind does wander a lot. But when, like, when he sat down with Joe Rogan, it was like three hours of literally sure. just talking about stuff, and yeah, he went over his like whole backstory on how he started and what kicked off his career, what doors opened, and he it was very insightful. Um, and I have like actually a different appreciation for his films as well too. Oh, uh, people don't uh, I think understand how how much of a historian of film he is. Oh man, oh, yeah, he puts in the work. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like he might have his very own unique style, and you can tell. But he's very fond of some movies that I think it would surprise a lot of people. No, he is an absolute uh, aficionado when it comes to old film. I think historian is a, a good way to put it. Like Absolutely, he, he knows he his stuff. He knows it. Big he time. knows music really well too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I mean the guy knows. He knows anything that he puts on film. It's because he knows about it. And that that's the one thing just to remember. He's still working on his Star Trek movie, ain't he? I don't know. I don't think that's going to happen, unfortunately. Well, but actually, I think that could be cool as hell. Funny enough, he did hint at. He want, kind of wanted his last movie to be a sci-fi film, and because that'll be his number ten, and then he'll retire out, which is what. So here's what I heard: is he won't get it because he won't be given full creative control. Oh well, I think that's pretty dumb. On the so basically, uh, the studio wants to see basically these these blockbuster points hit kind of idea, you know, because it's Star Trek, and they wanted Michael Bay it a little bit. Yeah. And Tarantino wasn't having that. Well, if that's the case, then yeah, I'd rather him not do it if they're not going to let him do it the way he wants because I'm not interested in some carbon copy garbage. You know, I'd I rather think that actually... could be amazing, though, if yeah, it well... was ever able to... Do you know what else I heard? Speaking of that kind of sidetrack step sort of shuffle thing. We got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, the nonsense. We got it. Not what we were talking about. There is a little bit of a rumor going around that possibly John Favreau and Dave Filoni are going to take over as the heads of Star Wars at Disney, and Kathleen Kennedy is out. And if said thing happened, there is a possibility, apparently, of a dark underground rumor that they basically wipe the last three movies clean from the memory banks of Star Wars canon and redo it. Ooh. You know, it, it's funny because that is the perfect split between doing something justice and an actual money grab. You know what I mean? Because yeah, then, because but then in he this gets case, there it's both. It, I know. It's yeah, I, that's actually what he's saying that's what he's saying. It's almost it's almost big brain. Uh, you know what I mean? To sit there and be like, oh no, we apologize, and you know, just completely. It's, there's something to be said about doing something right. And again, I think. There were some. There's certain things about J.J. Abrams. You know, uh, he did. Uh, what was the first one? The first one, Force Awakens. Force Awakens, and Which then the is third just one, a rehash of A New Hope. There's some good stuff in there. No, the first, no, the first one he did. There's not really anything good. The most, third one, there's some good stuff. Most people left the first movie, at least still feeling that feeling of i saw a star wars movie yes yeah, so there's a lot of people so, who will, i'll give you that they walked you, away going star wars is back yes so, but then a lot of star wars fans walked away after a couple weeks going after a couple weeks not that the first was show. not good the second time they watched it and the third time they watched it when it came out on blu-ray and they watched it you go this isn't really as good as i thought it was yeah but when you, the first yeah. time you saw it in the theater and you walked out you had a really good feeling that's what the theater every does time to you though. watched it you after were literally that like i have a new hope 
Yes. That it's your boy. Right. Welcome. Yes. Um, yeah, but so if they took, I mean, they're the ones doing Mandalorian. <laughs> Dave <laughs> Filoni is the one that did the Clone Wars, uh, the animated series, which was amazing. Yeah, Clone Wars. Um, so that would be cool. That w- that would be cool for the franchise if they're really going to take it. Um, give it, if it. It would give it a true Star Wars direction going forward. I think there, there's just a lot of things they could have done. Besides, like, and again, I don't know if it was Kathleen Kennedy's idea or JJ's idea, but again, they tried to bring a lot of diversity in to the the, the trilogy. How about just have a, a story that you want to tell from start to finish? During they have three this movies? like pseudo, that would have been a good idea to start with. They have these pseudo relationships that they bring in, Ray and and uh, Finn, like they care about each other, like like they're in love within like twenty minutes of meeting each other, and then. Um, Ray and Kylo have this whole thing. And it's just like, I, just, I don't know. It just I never felt, none of I, it felt real. I don't know if the pandering Forced. is because they think you're that stupid or because they're that stupid. You know what I mean? They I, try that, to turn Star Wars into a blockbuster movie. Like it, they try to use that script instead of just doing a Star Wars movie, it is which a, would have been a blockbuster. It is an inherently which, blockbuster movie. To me, movie. Rogue there, One There's is, no fighting that. But that's what I mean. But instead of just doing a Star Wars movie that was obviously going to be a blockbuster, yeah. they try to do a blockbuster movie as Star Wars. So they try to have these tropes that are like, yeah. you have to have, you have to hit those points. And if you don't, you miss kind I, of the way you were doing it. I really right. enjoyed Rogue One and I enjoyed Solo. Rogue like, One was good. Like Solo it. was good. I liked Rogue One. I thought Rogue One was fantastic. There's yeah. a lot of stuff that's going to be coming out here soon that if they hit the nail on the head again, which is Favreau and Filoni running it from what well, I've been hearing, it's, the it's bottom, going to be good. It's the bottom line is this. Disney, are you okay burning another billion dollars next year on stupid stuff? Yes or no? And then you're going to see changes if the answer is no. That, that's all there is to it. Because they lost over, what, $700 million in 2020? Yeah, just because, because of, of all their well, you, no, no, no. Don't blame COVID for bad product. Well, they didn't put out great product. I think some of it was just rushed because they wanted to put something out during those times. So I think some things, some storylines were rushed, went into production before it was really what they were planning on doing, and that's just kind of what happened. The Marvel and stuff is still going to do it good. Yeah. Well, so Feig still, but but that's taking what I care of that. That's Kevin Feige literally has a complete roadmap of ten years in the future. So that's what he's running off of. Well, and think about it. Favreau started off Marvel Cinematic Universe, basically. Correct. With Iron Man. I mean, if he can do that with Star Wars and put that back on the right track and then hand it off however he needs to, you could see something just, worth, just, worth watching again. I mean, it's, it's Star Wars. No matter what they put out right now, it's, it's going to make money. Well, but I'm, you, with, I'm with Aaron. That if you put out enough stop. bad stuff here uh, soon, it's going to stop at some point. They they have to put out. They do have to put out some good. Mandalorian material. was great. Yeah, I you know. So I if Obi Wan is good, I loved. Uh, I think one of my favorite episodes of the new series uh, was season two, episode one, and it kind of had an old west feel with yeah. Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Um, there's Lord of the Rings coming out with Amazon. They put so much money into that. I'm scared. Over a billion. I'm scared. Um, to have it. I'm scared. Already two seasons have been signed, so we're definitely going to get a little bit of a story. I hope it's amazing. I really do. I hope it's so. It's in New Zealand. They're using same same film set kind of ideas it's, to tell the world, you know, so that's smart. Yeah. And then um, 
I don't know if anybody read these books. I started reading the first one, and then I'm not a huge reader, so if I'm not traveling a lot, I don't read a lot. I usually only read when I travel. Um, but Wheel of Time by something Jordan, I, I believe. Robert Jordan. I don't know. Um, I Amazon like, bought the rights to that, too. So they're, that's actually coming out before uh, Lord of the Rings. And then uh, the... The prequel for um, Game of Thrones yes. is also going to be coming out here. Those are all within the next two years, and those are big epic um, series, but they're you know like movies, but they're going to be series. So, so there's some cool stuff that's going to be coming so out here soon that I'm actually pretty I saw, excited about. I went and saw a movie today. Uh oh, okay, which one? Here two, we go. Hold on. There were two trailers that played. That when you watch these trailers, these movies are going to be fantastic. Kingsman. I, I those movies are good. I like those movies. This the the, the new trailer because I hadn't, I hadn't seen this one. I've seen some of the other ones, but this is a newer one that they played. It was fantastic. Okay. And then they played um, they played another one for Suicide Squad. Being a comics guy, I'm excited. For I've Suicide heard good Squad. things about James this. James Gunn's a Gunn. great director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what so, he did with Guardians of the Galaxy was yeah. mind blowing. So, I didn't even know who they were until that that movie so in in suicide squad one of the characters is played by john cena called peacemaker mm -hmm. and oh, peacemaker that's is, why he apologized to china peacemaker yeah. i got it okay good it's a crazy guy <laughs> that uh believes in just peace no matter what uh -huh. i no matter what to create peace i will kill as many women and children as i need to to do this and that's one of the lines in the movie and it's it's so deadpan it's awesome it's a great line. Uh, they're already making the the season will come out January of next year on HBO Max. Hmm. Peacemaker. Oh, nice. Which oh, I'm they're gonna have a series for just him. Oh, that'll be him. cool. All right. Yeah, so I, I think I saw that today. I was like, no joke. That's gonna be great. I think it. Uh, what's weird about this is it's, it's a really simple way to be successful, and that's just stay true to what you're trying to make, right? Stay true to your oh. comics, stay true to your, your books, do all these things. It's also produced and directed by James Gunn. Oh, nice. As well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so That should be good. James Gunn's I like good. James Gunn. Yeah. His whole, like, getting fired from Disney was such just BS. Yeah. I, I really hate cancel culture. Sure. To make, you know, maybe they weren't the most tasteful tweets. They sure didn't age well, but he did it, like you know, five, seven years ago, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then to then fire him because of these tweets from five to seven years ago, like like have him put out an apology, yeah, sure. But like him getting fired for it. Yeah. To then just come back later and be like, okay, we're gonna rehire you, like what was the what was the point? All you did was delay yourself making money. Right. Because you brought him back anyway, and and for what to to pander to did pe they to, did, to people did that don't they, matter? Did they delay making money or did they save themselves from losing money? Well, they saved themselves from losing money. That's nobody, the sad thing. Oh my god, who that's most, the, the most of the most of the actors from Guardians of the Galaxy were not wanting to make a third one without him involved. Yo, Blay, I think you underestimate them, evangelicals. No, I think people grossly overestimate him because they're loud and stupid. 
Like just because somebody is screaming in the room does not mean they deserve attention. And that's literally what I totally agree. Want. And it doesn't mean that that's how all of America is going to feel. Of course not. Yeah. And that's why I'm so tired of people listening to dumb people like that. Like the problem is right now is when only the dumb people are the ones saying something because the smart people realize there's not time to discuss a dumb topic. Yeah. They're the ones that get listened to for whatever reason. Like there's an outrage. Well, so then yeah. they pander. And they wait a little bit, and then they realize, oh, I guess it doesn't really I mean, matter. Cancel culture has on. done some good things out there. Like it brought apart, it helped bring apart the whole Me Too movement, which has done some great things. Helps bring you know forward some things, but th- it needs to stop at some point. There is also a lot of things that did not go well for that as well. Also, like for example, the people who started the organization, they pocketed all the money. So it didn't go to victims. Like literally less than, I think, 12% of any money that was raised for Me Too. It's crazy how when you make a nonprofit, you can write your own salary and it just kind of always seems to go up as money comes in. Yeah, (laughs) but it's like, so it's like, I comprehend movements, but when you see literally nothing come from it other than people get rich, you understand they didn't care to begin with. It was literally they all about the, the money. It was it was a ploy. It was just a ploy. To, yeah, to get money for themselves. Right, and the big one, of course, was Harvey Weinstein, mm-hmm. uh, and so they took him out of the way, probably so they can free up a lot of money for other productions and things like that. And then it was Hollywood as usual. Right after that, they don't care. Nobody cares about any of that stuff. They don't. It's all about money and control. Harvey Harvey said something at the Black Ops meeting for the heads of state over there in the studios, and the other heads go. No, Harvey's got to go. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what happened. Yeah. Try, uh, that's yeah. what happened. Like even um, Quentin Tarantino made mention of this back when he was doing Reservoir Dogs. It's like everybody knew what kind of person he was. But they just realized that like that was the game you play to get where you wanted, you know. And so it was like, don't don't pretend like, oh, all of a sudden this came to light. And now we're going to say some. It was, well, I got to where I needed to get. Now you're kind of in the way, don't really like your attitude, and now I can do something about it, you know? And because um, a lot of actors never liked Weinstein because of that attitude and how we treated certain actresses and things like that. But anyways, it, it's it's all grandstanding. That, that, that's all this is. They're, they're amongst their own little crowd trying to impress each other on, on, on how they can grandstand. It's, it's absolutely stupid, and anybody who pays attention to that probably deserves to, like, drown in their cesspool. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Yeah, it's I, 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 don't, the worst. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Um, because smart people don't, are, they're not on Twitter all day reading everything about celebrities and all this other stupid stuff. Well, that's the mind blowing part is, is that people look up to Hollywood as like their moral compass. That's, that, a, that's that says, what's crazy. That says a lot about those people. If, if that's what you're looking at. Dude, I feel like uh, sometimes when I'm, I'm listening to people from other countries talk, I'm watching world news and not, not us news. Like, yeah. Sometimes I feel like that's just how America's portrayed in general. It is. And that's sad. Like that that could be a generality thrown out there that people just freely accept. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's really the only thing that we have huge reach with with our country is our Hollywood movies, film. I mean, look how well it performs out in China. I mean, what I mean was even it, sports athletes, the... the big ones are called celebrities now. They're not oh, yeah. athletes. You know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. yeah the, the reach it, is. Here's another one that actually was a um, trailer that was actually pretty interesting. I had not seen this uh, movie at all Stillwater with matt damon his uh daughter goes to um i don't know if she's studying abroad or she just goes abroad and she's in the middle east 
Uh, so it's Jason oh. Bourne with a daughter. Yeah. Well, no, he's actually. like a he's he's like a Midwestern oil yeah. guy. Beard. Yeah, he is hat, not. He is not an action hero in this movie. No. Okay. No. But he's a, just like he's a, a what they would probably say is a normal American guy. Yeah. In the Middle East, trying so it's to Liam Neeson without a special trying set to of get skills. his daughter out of prison, right? <laughs> and not so special set of so skills. So that's what it is. Okay. Yeah, her, his cool. daughter was uh, basically her roommate or whoever she was with. She found her dead. She called the cops. Yeah. She got arrested for her murder. Sure. Yeah. Why not? You, you could tell it was loosely based on that situation with uh, what's her name and was it Australia? Claire Danes. Oh no! Well, no, I'm thinking of like no, Bangkok that, Palace or no, whatever. No, no, the actual story. Yeah, the real one. Yeah, I can't remember her name. Um, Amanda something, right? Uh, where she Amanda came. Amanda Knox. Up, I think so. Yeah, where she came. You're home talking about the her. one in Paris. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Where the one they they held her for killing her roommate yeah. and all that. Yeah. That's kind of what it, what I, I felt like. Roommate was a bit and boyfriend, of a right? A roommate and guy or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's trying to find answers and he's um, struggling because. He's in the Middle East sure. as an American, and nobody will talk to him, right? Right. Nobody's going to help. Cowboy him. hat, right, and yeah. some boots. No, just just the regular hat. Yeah. His, tru- his trucker hat. hat. Yeah, yeah, just his yeah. trucker hat. Yeah. That looked interesting. So we went and saw Sam and I went and saw Fast Nine. Oh. It, that, that looks like an HBO special late night for me. That might be. That might be. So I I don't mind big over the like just crazy you know action productions you definitely don't go there for the dialogue you're definitely not going for the action. what did you just badmouth vince diesel (laughs) yes vince does not have it (laughs) his delivery is a little off diesel are you telling me his dialogue is not on point every time it's funny because michelle rodriguez actually does a much better job acting than he does in the movie that doesn't say much and then they have uh jordana bruce brewster's back Oh, I she, she does okay. Dead. No, she was she a really die. good part of the first movie. So she looks almost as young in this movie as she did in that one. Sure, and that's almost twenty years ago. Plastic surgery and makeup will do that for you. I guess, but I can't even name another thing she's been. I, in, I so. the one part I really hate is they give um they give my girl a bowl cut. Uh, Charlize Theron, I love her. I love her. She's definitely my top three or five. Top three or five. Huh? Seven. Depends on who we start. She's in there, right? Maybe. <laughs> the wife's like, that's fine. It's good. But uh, they've got her in a bowl cut. Like, who gives a beautiful woman like that a bowl cut? She probably chose it. Eh, Method it acting. Bad. It looks bad. <laughs> but John Cena's like in the it. the movie, though? It was, it's enjoyable for oh, no, two escape bad, for two like hours. The haircut, the oh, movie, the bad. The movie's okay. Okay. For for two hours, you get to escape. They've got a couple things that are just like... So, I've always liked the cars in Fast and the Furious. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah. when when you see them do some really cool driving, you're like, man, that's pretty badass. Now, the last... Since they turned it into a heist movie... Which About people act like that wasn't happening right away, but honestly, five. no, the second one. Well, Le- legit, second one was 
out the gate, boom, I am now undercover, always going to be like on the run. Well, the first the first couple had that like, is he a cop? Is he not a cop? Is he letting them off? What all the that? first one was a but, car movie with cops. After that, it was the action once they brought building. In Dwayne Dwayne Johnson, and they made it more of a heist movie. Then things kind of changed, and now everything they do is like way over the top. Just unbelievable stuff with a vehicle. Yeah, in my opinion, those are the worst types of films, in my opinion. Like, I, I put those right there with well, like you're, you're... with rom coms and musicals. So wait, wait, you're okay. saying those things are not possible? What, what? What? The things they do with the vehicles. They are definitely not. Excuse me, you could easily just back out of a plane. Pull a parachute well, on your vehicle. This one's in the, perfectly this one's in in the trailer, road. so I don't mind sharing because it's in the trailer. Oh, yeah. Please don't spoil anything he, for anyone. He literally, <laughs> they literally drive off of a cliff. Like the bridge had already... Oh, yeah. And throw the harpoon into the rock like, and well, swing up. The, well, they just hit the pole. The pole, like whatever's connected to it, latches into the tire. And then it just jerks the car over to the other side and then like releases at the right point that's that's how good of a driver they are though pinky yeah he definitely had to drive on that those films are like legitimately a visual irritant to me so i just i can't do it there there's just certain things i'm just like you know what that's too far did you say that this is f9 f9 yeah i think i stopped up 10 if you count hobbs and shaw as part of the (laughs) four somewhere in there when you have more like than the first row of your keyboard that's when you come hobbs and shaw was fun yeah yeah entertaining jason statham's awesome in that movie and they have good chemistry yeah i like that one so overall it's okay I, i don't know if i'd say it's pinky approved but Oh, we're not going to go there. If you liked all the other ones, you'll probably like this. Okay, probably. I think the one thing I did enjoy is they try to, um, with John Cena's character, because John Cena is uh, Vin Diesel's brother. Right. And they show you some of the backstory that happened and what's kind of severed their relationship. And um, it, it talks a lot about family. And it tries to show you that family no matter through the good or the bad can you can always get through hard times well, that's, with family that's dom's you know so that's dom's I, whole I do motto. enjoy that part of it when i see that so okay. that was good i did watch over the weekend since i woke up at 5 a.m on my first day off i don't know why yuck and um <laughs> just turned on uh, no sudden moves on hbo max no star-studded cast about um, auto part espionage back in the 50s. It's based on a true story. or It's based on true things that happened. And it's a Sodenberg film. So it's got kind of a who did it kind of feel to it. Sure, sure. Matt Damon's in it. Benicio Del Toro. Don Cheadle. He, he brought a lot of guys out from his previous movies to come play in it. It's an HBO Max production. Okay. So it's not bad if you've got two hours to check it out. Yeah, I was curious about it. It's pretty good. I mean, it's from 1955. They do a good job making... I always enjoy the movies that are set in a time period. Sure. And they do a pretty good job making you feel like you're in that that time period. They do a pretty good job. Anybody else see anything interesting this weekend? I know most of us were out partying. Baby Boss 2. (laughs) Yeah, how was that? It was great for a nap. 
All right. You sit in the theater or watch it at home? No, it's free with Peacock. If you have Peacock! Activity. Yeah, yeah. Uh, watch it. I said, sure. I'm loving Loki. Loving Loki. Loki's good. Yeah. Loki's really good. I mean, Tom's a pretty good actor, but... His, oh, uh, nice little twist that they've already thrown in there. That his, can his contract ends after this. Oh yeah, he's done. He's not done. He he already said if they want to pay me more money to keep playing Loki, I am all for it. Yeah, but they're gonna move on from Loki. That's what they're gonna do. They're gonna phase out Thor. That's why they're passing it to her, and then they can just phase him out completely. They're they're not gonna phase out Thor. Oh yeah, dude. She Hulk's coming in, and the Eternals. I know, I know that's coming. I'm just saying they're they're, not, they're going to phase as out as long as Waika. And Chris Hemsworth want to hang out and be friends together. They will make more Thor movies. No, I think I think Feig will phase it out. I think he would like to have a whole new Avengers cast by the time they do the next movies. They start doing the ensembles. I think his goal is to have a whole new. I don't think that's a bad idea because it's, I think it's brilliant. Well, I think it's more of just some people are going to get tired of playing those roles, and you better have an idea of like an alternative way to do those things instead of trying to rely like. Even Christian Bale was offered $50 million to reprise his role as Batman, and he didn't take it. He said, if no one's not involved, I'm not interested. You know, So it's like these, some of these good actors only care so much about money. You know, They already got more than they need. Yeah, uh, and, and if need. they know they're not going to really go back to the role the way they want to, then you know, more power to them for not taking it. Yeah. Even but that's, that's the feeling I get. They're really trying, and I think it's smart, to keep the interest of the superhero movies going and be able to do this until movies don't exist, basically. If you keep changing out characters, the amount that you can really do that are... I didn't know about Guardians of the Galaxy. That was a brilliant move to bring them in. You know what I mean? Like They were not your normal commercialized superhero that everybody knew. Like Eternals, I never heard of them. So if they can keep churning that while still bringing in the big names, like now that they have like the Fantastic Four back. Oh, do you know who's doing the Fantastic Four? Hmm. I didn't think anything had been finalized yet. Oh, yeah. Our own John Watts. Who? He's from Fountain. Oh, for real? He did did the the recent Spider-Mans. Who? John Watts. Who? Yeah, I don't know. He directed the newest Spider-Mans with Tom Holland. Huh. I didn't know that. He's from Fountain, Colorado. So he's going to be oh, doing the Fantastic awesome. Four, is that's what you're cool. saying? He's going to be directing them? He's directing the Fantastic Four. Make us proud, buddy. Then again, you're not really up against stiff competition. So if you manage to make a worse Fantastic Four than those other ones. I enjoyed gosh. the very first one with Chris Evans when he was the Human Torch. It was okay. Jessica Alba was the one part of it that kind of felt like she didn't quite fit in, but she was hot. So, you know, whatever. But uh, what's his name? The... The guy, who was the, head, yes. the guy who the guy who played the thing. Yeah. Um Michael Chiklis? Yeah. Yeah. He's fantastic. He did well, his his show that he had, he basically kicked off uh FX's run as The Shield. Yeah. Yeah. He was he was good as a thing and and Chris Evans was great as the Human Torch. Like mm-hmm. that that first one is good. The guy who played uh from Nick Nip Tuck that played Doctor Doom. Yeah. It's pretty good in that. Yeah, it's a pretty decent movie. Now, I didn't think it was the bad. second one was garbage. Sure, but that felt rushed. And, and then the third one, right? No. Oh well, the third one they reboot it. Yeah, that had Miles Teller. Yes, um, and that, something Mara, yeah. um, Michael B. Jordan wasn't good. And that one, that was garbage. That one flopped like somebody forgot their blue chew. Dude, that was so. the worst. I've 
I watched it in the theater. I have not watched it ever again. It was that bad. Yeah. Well, it says a lot because like when you go to a theater, like that theater makes you think you're watching something better than you are because, you know, it's a, a spectacle. And uh, so if you go to the theater and you're like, this is bad. Oh, God, it's going to be that much worse when you get home. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. I've never watched it again. I don't even think about that one. Like that one doesn't even count in my mind. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Black Widow this Thursday. I've not heard anything good about it. So. Oh, I've heard tons of great things about it. Oh. I guess you pick good reviews. I mean, it's got Scarlett Johansson in it. It's going to be good. That You know, I have a little higher bar uh, when it comes to majoring films. It's got Dan Harbour in it. Other than just actors. Dan I think Harbour's some good. people go into these it's got Rachel movies Weiss in it. thinking because of the way and care. the quality <laughs> that they're filmed at, they're going to have like a better dialogue and forget their comic book movies. So there's a certain level of dialogue that's never going to live up to that oscar quality nomination type thing you know you what know, i mean that's probably why i don't really like these types of movies because it's they're, you, they're, you do like more dialogue driven yeah vehicles, I, I like good stories i like deep think- and don't get me wrong i think the stories are good i think they've been well told um i just don't think it's not that like something new and exciting kind of you kind of know what's going to happen because they're superhero movies there's you know we talked about tropes earlier yeah there's things that they're gonna follow they're not gonna deviate from that now they might have a little twist here like you know episode one episode two but you're still kind of gonna know that the heroes win in the end it's just kind of how they get there so there's only so much you can do when you have that that bookend that you have to get to i get it that's why i'm not a fan it's not my kind of movie i mean infinity war and endgame were pretty good story no, I, I actually I enjoyed those. Yeah, and then you know them actually killing I like people. The Russo, off. I like the Russo brothers. Like they yeah. they do a good job. They did Civil War as well, mm-hmm. which is one of the better ones. Yeah, I agree. And um, they helped out with Winter Soldier, which is one of my favorites. Viga has done a good job bringing in the right talent to do the right things. I think that's part of the reason they've been so good. Mm-hmm. I think he's starting to find people that he's comfortable letting them have a vision and go with the vision versus earlier days when they, they had a lot more control of what gets put out. Like, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Deadpool going forward. That's the tough one. How do you, sounds like they're going to let him do an R. Yeah. And, and if they let him kind of do the same things they've been doing, because they know basically when it comes down to it, it's more adult driven, so, but it's been killing it at the box so office. Why not let Deadpool it go again? can literally be, the Stan Lee of the future Marvel movies. You can sure. literally, sure. He can cameo in almost anything. And you well, just have him in there for a couple minutes and boom, he's gone. Bringing him into the MCU and those movies as part of, you know, the Avengers or whatever you want to do would be super easy because instead of being completely dirty for his whole movie, he just has these kind of under his breath one liners that yeah. basically adults get kids pass on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, he would kill it in those situations. So, yeah, that would be cool. We shall see. Yeah. All right, let's uh, move on to sports. Yeah. While we drink our whiskey. That's right. Two fingers flowing. What do we got, Pinky? Well, I did bring in some, got this from a poker game, Branch and Barrel Whiskey. It's handcrafted in Colorado. It's not like the greatest thing ever but it's pretty good okay okay like okay. I, I i don't know what the price range is on this one of the guys 
at the poker game was like, yeah, you brought this. And I was like, no, I've never seen this before <laughs> in my life. He's like, no, you brought it last time a year ago. No, that, that wasn't me. I'm welcome. I'll, I'll be happy to take it home for you since obviously you haven't drank it, but it was not me, but pretty good. And anything handcrafted in Colorado, it's worth checking out, seeing how the, how it, how it stacks up. So it's pretty good. Also got, uh, we got some Howler head left over from Andy. Thanks, Andy. Appreciate you. Uh, we do have this Japanese whiskey that he left that um, none of us are going to try. We're going to have to get snowed into the studio and for then us I, to... I brought some Jameson Cold Brew, limited edition whiskey and coffee. And uh, the consensus is it's awful. Yeah, I won't say it's awful, but there's an aftertaste that was just not my cup I of mean, tea tonight. If you throw this, I, I have thrown it in cold brew coffee it's pretty good well you found out the only way to make it taste like coffee right yeah is to mix it's it a, it's got a coffee. coffee it's a little rough it's a little rough a hint of coffee to me no, zach, it doesn't, it doesn't zach you're not drinking it tonight but i heard you had a little uh tasty tasty uh sipping on this weekend wait we got to get him up from his nap hold on yes that the mccallan 12 yeah mccallan 12 is there any left yeah mm. Enough that he can like rub his gums with it. No, <laughs> there's quite a bit left. We were all over the place. We were tequila, whiskey, beer. That's how we did. Uh, that's how we did Friday night. We did some car bombs. I did some whiskey. Did a little beer. Yeah, that's why I feel like shit today. Well, that explains why you look like it too. Yep. Yeah. But I thought I was. Oh. I, th- I thought I was feeling rough, and I'm like, hey, I guess I'm not doing that bad. <laughs> you know, it's been a long weekend. Yeah. You know, started fly fishing, probably like six o'clock in the morning on Friday. Got up there first thing I did, started cracking open some beers. Got back. It's like you need to drive. <laughs> like I should not be in this driver's seat right now. <laughs> <laughs> It's good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Keeping our roads safe. I like yeah, it. Yeah. Then Saturday we went to the parade, the 4th of July parade monument. And it was like, hmm, La Casa Fiesta is right there. Let's go grab some more beer. Yeah. Always <laughs> got to do that. They went and had a barbecue. And that's when uh, beer, tequila, and whiskey was involved. So it was. Uh, and you hit the Rockies game too, right? Yeah. And then we hit the Rockies game Sunday. Yeah. Sunday morning, which was not great. Yeah. You had a busy. Uh, Busy week. Yeah, and then we went golfing this morning with a major hangover. And I still have it. But you went. Like, that's half the battle. You went. Mm-hmm. Lesser men would have been like, nah. I'm just going to hang out. I definitely feel my age today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, so on a, on a fun note, which you had a great weekend, it sounds like. Yes, it was great. It's tiring. I'm going to need a vacation for my four-day weekend. Um. Next week, I think uh, we should, and it might sound terrible, who knows, but I think we should get a live call next week from somebody from a certain place and see what happens. I doubt you'll be able to hear me. I think that would be cool, though, just see. We'll put you on speaker and just see if it just throw up some uh, if it works. On the Facebook, throw up some tell live the people, videos. Tell the people what's happening, Zach. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, yeah, no, go ahead. You say first, and then we'll talk about some things to do after that. Uh, so we're going to Home Run Derby next Monday. 
gates open at two o'clock. Dollar dollar bills, y'all. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Home run derby starts at six, so it's gonna be a long day. You and Xander, right? Yep, me and Xander are going. That's awesome. I'm hoping to get yeah. a shitload of stuff signed. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> that'd be the way to do it. Um, since you're going to be there, record a bunch of videos, slap something together, and then we'll get them all up on Instagram, Twitter. Yeah. And, so yeah. a couple of videos together, we'll edit them up. Good to I'll go. record. You do what you need to do. Yeah. Okay. That's all the, That's all they're asking you to do. Fair enough. Just record some stuff. Yep. That's really cool, you, man. You and Xander talk about something. I know. 15-second uh, clips. When done. I was at poker, I was telling the guys that you were going and... and they 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 would not spend that kind of money to go, but they were pretty jealous that you were going. You know, it's a bucket list for me. It is. I I so agree with that. Once in once in a lifetime. Jared was that. definitely jealous. Yeah, I mean, because Jared was. I mean, he's. I think he's going to Minnesota next month. He's the one that like they go around to every baseball park. He was like, "Yeah, that's really awesome." He's like, "I looked up tickets. They're not cheap right now." I was like, "Yeah, he might. He got in at the right time." He said, "I think they were." He said, "He when he looked, they were going for a thousand. Really? Yeah. See, I got mine for about five oh three a ticket, and then one hundred twenty dollars worth of fucking fees. Yeah. Jesus. So no doubt. ticket master pissed me off. Worth raping us again. Worth it though. All of them. Well, you I, got I, it. I officially got them though because I was worried for a little while. Yeah, you're in. I'm in. I got them in my Apple wallet. So you get to go to the home run derby. I think that can seg into baseball a little bit yeah. here. And Shohei Otani, Otani man, is doing Good things Lord. that have never, never in the history of baseball. That's very hard to say at this point in time in that in that hundred hundred years, yeah, over hundred years. I think it's been going a while. Yeah, so. I mean they've got like a legit amount of history. Years. You know, 1901, 1899, somewhere in there is what they consider the live ball. Then after that, so all records since then are basically all held to the same standard. I mean that's that's crazy. Never been done. Starting pitcher, starting batter in the All Star game. DH starting DH. It's well, crazy. I mean, still a batter. And at yeah. least in the last forty or fifty years, nobody's even tried to do what he's doing, well, which makes it just that more remarkable. You have to go back to Babe Ruth to start comparing right. stuff he's doing right now. In fact, right now he's got my MVP vote. Oh, he's got to. I've, I like, said that. He's, how long he's got to be? He's got to be MVP. He's got to be. Yeah. Well, right now, for sure. Uh, I just want to know how many of you like got his rookie card anywhere, because <laughs> I would have definitely been hanging on to those. So get his autograph, bro. We try. Have Xander out there, like, please. Yeah, you might be hanging on to some six-figure uh, decal down the road, man. Yeah, he's uh, he's impressive, super impressive. What he's doing right now. A, I am thinking about wearing my angel stuff. And what's really crazy is. They're put, they've put him in the field, too. I believe he's played first and right field. So he's not just DHing. Dude can play, He man. is pitching. Like, oh, I am just... I'm hoping his success will bring more of those talented Japanese players over. Because they do have a lot of talented players that play over But there. that's... He's a one in a... He's a one in a... Multiple generations, dude. It's not just Japanese players. The good Japanese players always come over the majors. After years of playing in Japan, like we need yeah. to get them sooner. No, most of them were kind of getting pretty early. I mean, Ichiro and Ichiro Tanaka. Had played quite a while. And, huh? Ichiro had played quite a while before he came over. He just happened to play a long time. He was also like 30 when he came over. Yeah, yeah he had played a little while. I guess, 
Yeah, I see what you're but saying. I mean, more like, like in their 20s. But they're Darvis not always that over, good at that point. You Darvis came over pretty early. Yeah. Well, Tommy definitely came over early. Yeah. I think he's just... He's he's on a different level, dude. It's crazy. He's on a total different level. I mean, when you start... When your name starts getting... I don't care if you did it for just a season. You start getting compared to Babe Ruth. And, and names of that quality when it comes to baseball history and, and numbers... That's stupid crazy. Well, they don't have anyone else to talk about. Mike Trout's out. But yet, still made the All-Star somehow. Well, yeah, because people saw Trout on the ballot, so put him in. Right. I was laughing at that little story about, what was it? Was it high school or college? They said that they wouldn't let him participate uh, unless he would hit left-handed in their little home run tournaments or whatever. Didn't you guys see that? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I don't well, know why. I, something you're telling us? Wow, about baseball. Nice. It wasn't college because he got drafted right out of high school. Oh, it must have been high school. Well, anyways, they used to like have their own, like, um, what was it called? Like little home run derbies, mm-hmm. and they wouldn't let him participate unless he would bat left-handed and he would still win. And uh, But anyways, I thought that was kind of a <laughs> funny thing about him. So that's legitimately the only thing I know well, about Well, and what's crazy you bring his name up is that there's starting to be these murmurs, these whispers, and it's it's not there yet, but there's enough of a little build the way he's playing right now that Otani might be the best player on the Angels and not Trout. And Trout's been known as the best player in baseball for what, Zach, the last six, seven years easy probably? Yeah, at least. Genera- not, not generational, all-time talent Trout is. I mean, his name always gets mentioned with the Ruths and the Gehrigs when he's batting and stuff. Probably top 10 MLB player. All-time already, right? Yeah. yeah, so. Just his numbers. And he's in his prime. So for Otani to have a season where Trout's out and people are, they're not even talking about that. And they're saying he might even be the best player on this team and not Trout. That's how good Otani is playing right now. It's it's absurd. Well, they'll well, complement each other when he comes back because now he actually has another player that's performing the way Trout is. So now they're not going to pitch around Otani or Trout. They're going to have to pitch to one of them. Yeah, you got to pitch to one, one of them. is going to come out. And then hopefully have Radon coming. Yeah, I mean. strong, you know. So, you know, what's hurting the Angels right now is pitching. Their pitching staff is horrible. And Otani's good. Like yeah. He's not Otani's just a novelty. Good. So if they can put, like you're saying, a couple other pieces around these guys. Their bullpen is horrible. So It's unfortunate. But that that is definitely the story going into the All-Star game. And then I, I think I just read uh, Jacob DeGrom finally gave up an earned run on the road this year. Oh, really? Yeah. So what's his ERA? Like a blistering, like... It's like point one five. It's like 0.12. <laughs> Something just stupid, ridiculous. So, yeah. That's crazy to think. That is really crazy. Really crazy. But the Mets still suck, though, right? Well, they're leading the division. Over yeah. the Braves? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, when one of your pitchers basically guarantees you a win if you can score a run, that helps a lot. Yes. That's definitely a big help. There'll be some more baseball talk here after the All-Star break as it starts getting closer. There there are some interesting stories starting to uh, creep up. I can't wait to hear Zach come out and talk about the Home you know, Run Derby. You know, I'm kind of excited. I don't really know who's in the Home Run Derby yet. I mean, we know a couple names. We know Otani, uh, Pete Alonso, Mancini, right? Mancini, Salvador Perez. And then, you know, someone I'm excited just because I'm a hometowner, uh, Trevor Story. Trevor Story. I would love to see Glad Jr., 
Oh, I would love. I, I think mean, he, I like, think uh, he hit it out of the stadium. I, I, I really hope Vlad Jr. gets and participates yeah. and has his dad thrown said to him. He's not going to participate. He's had some injuries and nicked up this year, so that, that doesn't like surprise see, me. You know, I know Soto's not having quite the year. Yeah, he but, be, but he could be amazing and or Acuna. I think Acuna would boycott the home run derby just because it's not in Atlanta. Maybe, but he'd still be fun to see. Yes, he would definitely be fun to see. So, but Bellinger, I'm, Bellinger eh, would be fun Bellinger's to see. Been hurt the last couple of years. So. He'd still be fun to see. You know, I'd love it if Nolan participated. Yeah, that'd be really cool, actually. But so. yeah, I think I think you call. We see if it sucks. SP can just cut it out. You guys will never hear for, hear about it. About what? I'll, I'll definitely <laughs> Zach post Zach calling videos. in, we throw him on speaker. But I'm definitely going to have to so, be high alert. I mean, the Shotani's in yeah. for the Home Run Derby. Trevor Story, um, uh, Mancini, Salvador Perez, Pete Alonzo. Yeah, we, Pete just, Alonzo. we, just, we just talked yeah, about there's this. There's three more spots open, I believe. Story, yeah. Trey Mancini, so, um, Salvador Perez, I think you just said. Yeah, I want Those that. are the only ones confirmed so far. So hopefully Vlad's in it because uh, my son's looking forward to watching cool. him. Be cool. Pinky, what else What else we got on the docket? Moving past uh, the all-star break that Zach's going to give us even more knowledge. I'm just excited here. that you get to spend time with your son, my friend. It'll be fun. It's going to be a good be time. Cool. It'll be a long day, so I'm interested to see how he'll actually handle it. So he got a phone? Hell no. Okay, good. Yeah, don't let him have a phone. No way. Get him whatever he wants that he'll actually eat. Make sure he's drinking a bunch of water oh, and like, try I'm, to stay I'm in the stop shade. At Jimmy John's. I'm gonna load up on some. No, 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 not Jimmy John's. Get. Um... Oh, he loves Jimmy John's. No, so you're up in Denver. You gotta get. Um... No, no, no. This kid is snarf. picky. No, it's this gonna kid be is picky. Jimmy John's, and I'm gonna get two of them. Keep it doesn't matter what we what like. We'll hang out. We'll we'll bring over food. We'll make food. Whatever. Dino nuggets. Or Jimmy John's. So, yeah. so good, dude. You let him eat whatever he will just mow down because yeah. then he's good to go for the day. Shade, water, food. He will have a great time. No, shade, water, <laughs> Jimmy John's. That's fine. Shade, water, what did he get at Jimmy John's? Turkey sub. No, I think it's ham. Ham. No lettuce, no tomato. I mean, I like Jimmy John's. Don't get Their me wrong. Their bread's so money. Legit. Their bread's money. It's okay. Snarf, this, Snarf this in Denver brought to you by Jimmy John's. is the best sub shop. Snarfs. Snarfs. Start up in Boulder. It's a little hipster place. It's that, fantastic. That's why you like it, Pinky. No, I am not a hipster. You know this. So hipster. <laughs> You're so hipster. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> I say that with love. Snarfs is really no, good. No, I'll get what he wants. Uh, get it's going to be wants. a long day. Snarfs yeah. has a steak sandwich that's just on point, dude. It's pretty good. Yeah, so it's going to be like, I have a feeling we're going to spend lots of money there. Oh yeah, you are. It's gonna yeah, be great. You, yeah, yeah. Like, you bring it's a bat. Be amazing. Am I bringing a bat? Can you bring a bat, or do you have to buy one while you're there? Uh, you don't want to carry that shit around. Yeah, I don't think I'll carry a bat around. Balls, jerseys, hats. That that. So the interesting thing is, is like Sunday at the game, they had this little Charlie Blackman. Um, God, what are those old games where he like reads your fortune, pops out the little ticket. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? So Charlie Blackman yep. has one of those at Rocky Stadium. You push the button and you read your fortune. This little ticket pops out. Mm -hmm. And it tells you, oh, UC Health will help you with this and so and so on. So we all did it. There was eight of us there. I went dead last. Um, popped this ticket out. 
goes, you are a winner. I go, what the hell did I just win? And he goes, oh, you want to sign ball by Charlie Blackman. Nice. <laughs> you neglected to say any of that when we were yeah. talking about it? Chuck Nasty, let's go. So, yeah. so But, I, I mean, I have a signed bat by him. I have two signed balls by him already. That's great. So did you go collect it? They give it to you right then and there. Oh, right there, huh? Yeah, right there at the doll. They pull it out underneath the desk and boom, here you go. Sweet. That's cool. So, That's awesome, man. Yeah. You should have led with that. <laughs> yeah. Jeez yeah. Louise. Talk about this burying guy. the lead. Hey, this was a happy story at least. Right. <laughs> that, that is true. That is true. <laughs> you know, what's funny is like, the, pe- the people there watching that thing, they could totally, you could totally tell they wanted my family and the people around us to win because we brought another family of four with us. Because I think the previous winners, like, they were just like single drunk guys pushing the button. So they're like, we want a family to win. And we're like, win what? They're like, oh, just a ball. I'm like, okay, boom. Oh, you didn't tell me it was a sign ball. It makes a better story anyways. You know right? what I mean? You get yeah. to talk about it with your kid. Kid gets to remember it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. nice. It's no, good that's to... his ball. Yeah. That's not his kid's ball. That's his ball. It'll no, be his kid's ball to... at some point. They're, they're hanging up in Xander's room. Like anything we get signed by the Rockies. No, when he goes to move out after he you know, graduates high school, like, they're staying your own at shit, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Dad's hanging on to these. Yeah, 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 for sure. Dad's going to have a man cave. That's how he's paying for your college. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what? Yeah, baseball's good. What's next, Pinky? So your favorite Olympics talk? Okay, I'm gonna take a nap in the corner over uh, here. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, you can you can talk about this because I think another nap. People run fast. People run fast. They that's do. That's true. But who, who's uh, the kid? Yo, that there's broke? a 17 year old that's, that's looking fire right now. That's exactly now. what I was gonna mention. Yeah, so he's the, probably not the f- gonna medal. He's probably not quite there yet. But by the time he's 21 and it rolls back around, he could be actually he'll be 20 when it rolls back around. Yeah. Broke Usain Bolt's high school record. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, he smoked it and he like let off. On another note, yeah. did you guys hear what Bolt named his son? One of his sons? He had twin boys. Yeah. Thunder. Th- Thunderbolt. Did he name the other one Lightning? I don't know. They didn't say that. Jeff. Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Jeff. Leo. <laughs> Jeff. Bolt. What Olympics talk did you want to cover, Pinky? <laughs> that was it. <laughs> that was it. Done. Moving along. <laughs> so there was an incident with sprinter Shikari Richardson. Richardson. And she was she is not going to be allowed to run in the Olympics. She won the hundo in qualifying, the 100 meter. She's flying too. Like she looked pretty damn She got pretty pulled darn good cuz she tested positive for marijuana. The air's thinner when you're that high. That made her faster, right? <laughs> I guess. I Less know. weight. <laughs> Which I think she she smoked after the Olympics, she did. supposedly. I, I, I'm, I feel like an idiot. I'm drawing a blank on the exact story, but like she lost her mother or... It was yeah. her mother. Yeah. Um, she, she admits that she did smoke it. It, it was not, not long that. before the Olympic trials, and so she was very emotional. Um basically said that she knew what she was doing she knew she was going to be tested but to help grieve she smoked um she's suspended for a month which means she will not be participating in the 100 meters at the olympics now what what she should have done is went and took prescription pills that are known to kill people all the time 
all across the year because that would have been way safer. She got a depression pill. She'd been fine. That would yes. been, I know. That's so, my, that's if she my drank point. alcohol. Yeah. She would have been. I guess that, that's, that's the big fine. topic here. That's, rules are rules. Did she break it? Yes. I'm not advocating that she should be let off the hook. What I am going to advocate for, though, now I think it's time to have a serious discussion in professional sports anywhere. And Olympics are professional. I don't care what anybody says. They're not amateur athletes. Of course not. Um, just don't test for it. I think it's that simple. I don't care yeah. if it's legal in your country, legal in your state, whatever. Yeah. It's You know how simple this is? Just don't test for what, it, and then it doesn't matter. What are performance-enhancing drugs? That's what we should be concerned about. Right. Well, if you're going to say marijuana is performance-enhancing somehow, then all the opioids that athletes are given on a regular basis for pain killing yeah. and inflammation and things like that should then be classified also performance-enhancing. No, those, enhancing. Are, those would be fine. That's, I mean, that's, I, mean, I didn't think, that's the argument. If here. she would have that gone the story and that enjoyed, are talking about. if she would have enjoyed some whiskey, yeah, she would have been fine. If she would have fine. smoked Percocet, she would have been fine, she right? Been fine. Nobody would have cared. She'd be itching. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> Again, all these drugs that kill thousands of people every year, those are perfectly fine to go do, right? But don't you dare go smoke that devil's lettuce. I will say on her behalf, I think she's handled this phenomenally. Um, hasn't ran from it. Hasn't tried to make excuses about it. Is bringing the topics of mental health and yeah. marijuana uh, attributes of medicinal, personal, mental, whatever you want to go through, um, how there's benefits to them. So I think she's bringing two huge subjects to light. She's not trying to way, run away from it. She's like, I did it. I knew the consequences. I got busted. Yeah. Moving along. <clears throat> See you guys at the next Olympics. Now, other athletes are coming out and voicing their opinion. A whole lot of people. A lot of NBA is really strong, too, because they're not testing for it anymore. Correct. And the NFL, Some really heavy I NFL players not testing for it. Well, anymore. and even when they did, it was kind of known. You get tested for it here. If you pass, you're never going to get tested again. Baseball is the same way. Now, if you get popped, you're going to have to do some randoms. But if you pass that one, you can do it basically yeah, after, however you want after that. After Von Miller's issue back in 2013, he got tested like eight times a month. It was crazy. Jeez. It's just it's, a, it's absurd, man. I don't know. I, I just I completely disagree with, with all of this. Uh, I don't know. I don't get it. I really don't. It doesn't make it just doesn't make sense. It's not a performance enhancing drug. I think it's wild to me that it's classified as a class one, same as heroin and crack cocaine and the the stigma that got attached to it because of certain things that happened in history. And if you don't know why marijuana is illegal, go do your research. I think you'd be really surprised. Um, but there's just no reason for it anymore. There's just not. And the benefits to it, especially what people are starting to realize now, is is crazy. So Hopefully, this really puts it on a bigger spotlight than just like NFL or NBA guys saying, let's do this. And with a lot of states in the United States, I'll tell you what. I honestly believe if the United States federally decriminalizes marijuana, I think you'll watch the world kind of follow suit. Yeah, but then you're going to have a big problem on, uh, you know, private prisons because that's what's keeping a lot of them functioning. No, that's a good thing. I understand that. that yep. That's my point. That's, that's a great why, thing. You know, that's why you're not going to see decriminalization of it because they're all putting money into things. It's going to get open. there. You get know there. what? You know what I think gets really crazy though is is that southern border. 
Yeah. The South. Because the Bible that, Belt. That's, a, that's still a huge profit game for them. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So what would the cartels do if they lose, you know, a 50%, a 70% cut of what they use to bring in I mean, those we've funds? Got, we've got 18 states so far out of 50 have legalized marijuana. Yeah. Well, you're going to start getting precedents. You're going to start it. it I still, you're, I still think you're looking at 10 to 15 years down the road before it becomes something federal. Uh, but, and that's literally just so they can make as much money as they possibly can when it comes to prosecution. The other, the other thing too, is like the only, the things that sways laws on who's making money, right? Prison, prison owners and pharmaceutical companies. For sure. Those are the two things. So you find out a way to remove those two and it'll be legal in a heartbeat, right? But as long as those two people are losing money because of it being legalized, it's going to be a problem. And that that's the that's the messed up thing about this country is how much control corporations uh, have when it comes to laws throughout this this country. And the government should egregious. realize real quickly. Wait, we're having private prisons. We need to go relook at these laws. If if we have so many people being incarcerated that we have to have private citizens running prisons for us. Yeah. We should be relooking at why people are going to prison. Absolutely. I mean, but we're, we're, we won't get on a tangent, but check history and figure out why and how all this came into effect in the eighties. And, uh, yeah, I think you'll, you'll, uh, get a nice rude awakening on what our political system is and what they're really about. So, yeah. But, um, all right. Yeah, well, I think that's something people should, you know, we'll, we'll throw a little, the more you know out for you and go do some research. I mean, it's a bummer for her. Hopefully in five to ten years, it's not an issue. But Shoot. Hopefully by the next Olympic cycle in three years, it's not an issue. <laughs> I don't know if they'll move that don't fast. Don't hold your breath, dude. Yeah, I don't know. The NBA moved fast when it finally became a thing. That, NBA but that's doesn't not international. Other... International is different. Yeah, yeah but that's... And, and we've already discussed on this podcast how shady... The United States yeah, but Olympic again, Committee I will is. guarantee you, if the Olympics of the United States Committee... I like how I said that. <laughs> um, if they stop testing for it, it will be what everybody else does. But what if it becomes an issue where they test for on when you go to other countries? No, here's the deal. It could still be illegal in that country. And they could... The country could test athletes because it's no longer being. And if the country wants to do that, do some. I'm not. I'm not advocating for how to change that. What I'm just saying is, if the United States Olympic Committee stops testing for marijuana, sure, the USOC will have a huge say in what the Olympics organizations do as a whole. Yeah, and I think it could easily be done by the time the next Olympics rolls around. I think that's a possibility. I just won't hold hold my breath. Like I said, when it comes to something like Sometimes that. Sometimes change uh, is slow. It can be. Sometimes it's really fast, though. Yeah, well, it's oh man. Here, here, here's the thing. And sorry, because this is going to sound very political now, but I do believe there's merit. If you want to change systemic racism, then how about you start changing the laws that are putting those people in prison, right? Absolutely. Because that's literally why those laws were put into place to begin with. Correct. So how about you start changing those things before you start complaining about other things? The the number one benefactor um you know that's tearing households apart what's putting people in poverty what's creating singular parent households etc how about you fix that and a lot of that could be done just by simply by de-legal de-legalizing some of these things 
And that, that would really be the case instead of chasing people to cancel and doing all this other dumb grandstanding stuff. Go change laws. Take it off the books. You know what I mean? There's a lot of opportunity for stuff like that. So that, that's why... There's so many other things to, for America to worry about Yeah. than weed. Absolutely. That, that is not anywhere on that list. Like, how about, you know, the worker shortage we have in this country right now? How about the shortages that we have when it comes to production of many materials such as wood, plastic... Get people back to working. Companies are shutting down. I I can be honest. My 19-year-old has mental issues. When he smokes weed, he it it helps him. Yeah. He's not alone. It's it's as a parent. Sometimes you're like, oh, that's a drug, whatever. It helps him. It allows him to function. It allows him to be somebody who can work. Someone who can just be nice to other people. And, and interact with other people. Yeah. Like, it helps him. That's it. Like, I, I, that's a good thing. Yeah. And, well, here's the thing, right? Because if anybody sit there and say, oh, it's drugs, yes. And ev- so is everything else you get prescribed by a physician. Correct. Okay. What's the point? It's funny. So, as he's had stays in mental hospitals, suicide attempts, all that. Yeah. Weed has helped him more than the seven medications he was on absolutely because you want to know what you look at the side effects of weed maybe sleepy might get hungry a lot better than liver failure kidney failure uh you know things like that blood clots i think you know let's be honest it all boils down to the simple fact that you can get it for free yeah because you could grow it yourself that that's that was my point and i know i know and i'm saying again it boils down so go do your research people honestly you You might go down a little bit of a rabbit hole with this, but just between learning about her and her story, learning about why it's actually illegal and why it's even tested for, you would, it's interesting. It's still <laughs> part whether, of that, whether it's something part you, of that old world, old whether world it's thinking. something that you agree with or disagree with, I think you would be well educated to go down that path Abs- and absolutely. you would be surprised at what you find. 100%. Pinky, next, what do we got? Hey, let's talk a little golf. Got the match tomorrow. Anybody excited about the match? You know what you're talking about. Oh, man. You should know about what we're talking about. You would like it for the commentary because oh, everybody's mic'd oh, up. It's hilarious. Is, this the, is it the time Tom Brady? Tom yeah. Brady yeah. and Phil Mickelson yeah. versus Bryson DeChambeau and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah okay, man. gotcha. Yeah, I did see that commentary video with uh, Aaron Rodgers over Tom Brady. That yes. was pretty good. So. It's, it's, I think stuff like this makes golf fun. Sure. I'm not the guy that'll just be like, hey, let's watch golf. Right. I'm not. But you'll watch this, right? But I'll watch this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, because um, I'm, I'm what, what, what shit is Tom Brady going to say to Aaron Rodgers to throw him <laughs> off his game? Right. Right. <laughs> What's he gonna say? Yeah, he's gonna mess with them. It's yeah. gonna happen. I think it'll be good. Well, and you want to know what? This is my same argument. Why you know Jake Paul and Logan Paul and Half Thor and Eddie Hall? That makes boxing interesting to people who would not otherwise be involved. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. So that, that I, I agree with you on this. I think Will it's good it bring for bring them sport. in to go watch the real thing, though. That's where I am. Well, I here, here's the thing: Is it gonna stop people from watching the real thing? The only time, let's be honest, the only That's time I'll point. watch golf. That's a good point. Is if I'm hanging out with other dudes watching golf. Yeah. 
I think even if you have a 1% chance of bringing in a new audience, that's better than it was before that. Sure. So that's, that's a good point. That, that, that's, that's why I'm okay with this. I'm okay with it. The match will be fun to watch just for the commentary because everybody's my And yeah. the match brings in a lot of money for charity. That's sure. awesome, too. A lot of money. Yeah. Sure. Like, that's one of the big things about it is right. it's doing it for charity. I mean, those the people who run those nonprofits aren't going to make their millions alone. So they need, they need to bring <laughs> in a lot true. of money. I put my money on uh, private I, jets. I put my money on Brady tomorrow. Brady has been sinking some crazy putts, and I haven't seen a whole lot from him. I mean, he's got a good editing team, though. If you played real golf, you would realize it's not that hard where he's on a putting green to get a line and just continuously knock him in one after another. But I just know I could. The odds. I bet you'd be surprised. The (laughs) odds are on Bryson and Aaron Rodgers. Ooh. Because Aaron Rodgers is is supposedly a better golfer than Tom Brady. Supposedly. And they're saying Bryson is a better golfer than Phil Mickelson, Phil Mickelson right now. Is it on DraftKings? What's the, it is. What's the over-under? <laughs> um, actually, they did an odds bonus. Oh, okay. So my $50 bet will pay 125 Oh, nice. I cleaned up again at Cripple Creek yesterday, by the way. Nice. That a boy. Dude, take my wife with you. Yeah? She loves the slots. Oh, me too. That's all I play. She loves the slots, dude. I'm going to start giving you five bucks. Teach her your ways. <laughs> and just let you just <laughs> let you bring me back far. like 850 Actually, cool little story <laughs> on that, right? So, Because um, I went up yesterday for 4th of July. Yeah. A lot of my family was going up there. And uh, so I'm like, yeah, sweet. I love it. You know, I'll go over there. I'm still playing off their money, so I don't care. Uh, went up there, hit another 1100 on a machine, and then I went and played roulette. Uh, when I was playing roulette, this really cool dude is, I think his name is Kala, uh, Samoan dude. That was an interesting sound out there. Anybody die or what's going on over there? That was a sound of pleasure. I don't think it was. Well, that was an O face. A bunch of teenagers got out of a car. Move along. Oh, okay. I was going to say someone's getting killed one way or another. Anyways. Uh, so we were playing roulette, right? So as soon as the guy gets in there, I'm like, Hey, I go, what's your number, man? What do you like to play? Uh, he's like 13. He's like, I like to hit 13. I'm like, sweet, man. So I throw $5 down straight up on 13. I said, if it hits, we'll split it. All right. Spins that ball. And sure enough, man, lands 13. No way. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. So I uh, gave him 85 bucks, man, for hitting nice. it. Yeah. <laughs> Made his day. I was pretty happy. Um, Pat McAfee has a crazy cool story about uh, roulette. I love roulette. And he's like, Peyton Manning was walking through. Asked Peyton which number to play. He told him to play X whatever. Yeah. Sure enough, it hit. <laughs> Gigantic payday. Dude, it was so funny, too. Even on our way out, um, we go to um, the electric roulette. And I sit down and I tell both my cousins. I go, yo, put money down on Black 29. I said, I don't know what it is, dude. I'm a warlock. I sit down at a table. <laughs> I go, Black 29 hits, right? So I put my money where my mouth is. I put my bet down on Black 29. They just sit there and watch, right? And sure enough, Black 29 hits, very first spin. I was like, sweet, 180 bucks, just like that. The funny thing is, I was going to put $50 down on that. That would have been really nice. Yeah, that would have been ridiculous. That would have been, hey, we're moving to a house now and not this apartment anymore. Like, <laughs> Not that kind of money, but it's You it's know pretty, what I mean? It starts making you think. It yeah. helps. It helps. Yeah, I mean, it would have been like 1600 Man, you're gonna have a. we're going to have a good time in Vegas next year, I think. I think so, too. I think yeah, so. Yeah. Dude, slots, man. It's just easy money. I literally just go up to Cripple Creek once a week to get paid. That's it. I was like, where's my money? I, I worked nice. with a lady at Ford Motor Credit when I worked there. Yeah. And in the titles department. Sure enough, she was like, yeah, she pulled five to a thousand every week 
at Cripple Creek. I was like, what are you doing? She's like, I just like go up. I find that machine I feel good about. That's, and I just that's put it me, in, man. I fill it out. Like literally I'll walk by and then someone will catch my attention and be like, what do you want? So I go play it. Dude, literally like I went to a machine. Very first spin hit $600 on it. Very first spin. So my grandma used to be in this group that they rode a bus from Lincoln up over across the river in Iowa and played the river boats and you could gamble. I was like, I don't know, an hour and a half bus ride or whatever for her. Yeah. She paid, she played the penny slots. Sort of got every year. Grandma sent me some money and I'd always be like, grandma, where'd this come from? Like yeah. if you don't have, to, she's like, Caleb, I won way more than that on penny slots. Don't even worry about yeah. it. And she'd do it for everybody in the family. Like nice. just off penny slots. And she, she sent me some good, some good chunks of change hey, a couple times. Grandma, like, grandma, <laughs> grandma out there grinding, yo. That's crazy. Penny slots not cost you twenty five cents because you got to bet like yeah. you know, all the different. Lines. It's not truly a penny slot anymore. Yeah. Over in the river boats, they were. Yeah, I don't know, dude. Remember, this wi- is Iowa. This isn't <laughs> Wildwood has paid out cash, dude. Like three weeks ago, somebody hit two hundred and thirty eight grand. The week after, somebody hit a hundred thousand on progressives. Nice. So that's pretty brutal like you come back off of covid and you're like yeah we're gonna we're gonna open up and make some money and then you have to pay out after next week grand. you can take my hand up you can take my wife up for a night yeah yeah that sounds weird out yeah of i'll come with you okay yeah. i'll come yeah, i'll that. just drink while you guys do i don't like to do the slots but i'll come up yeah yeah okay. i do poker oh nice yeah go, go play well, poker some, doesn't play at pay out quite like that play some roulette or some crap roulette's the you way can't if you need a royal flush Dude, you want to no. just win some I money? Hit, just uh, play black or red on roulette, and so you'll I, have a good I, time. The biggest, not my $5,000 win, but my biggest win playing cards was 900 at the Aladdin mm-hmm. in Vegas, which is now Planet Hollywood. Yeah. And I hit, uh, I had four nines. Nice. And a guy had a full house, and another guy had uh, a flush. And they just kept betting into me. And I was just like, yeah, man. <laughs> so I won like, it was only like 510. Yeah. So you, you couldn't win a whole lot. But then if you hit four of a kind, you get another yeah, they're, side pot. They're bad, they're bad beat. Yeah. Yeah. So I hit that and I was about a $900 payout. Nice. That was the most I made like during cards. 5000 was actually at a game show. That's a pretty good pot. Nice. Yeah. In Santa, in, uh, Santa Fe. Yeah, yeah. I remember you saying yeah, that. Yeah, we've heard that one. <laughs> we've heard that one. That's All right. We'll sidetrack there a little bit. Where are we at now? What's, um, what's next on the pinky So we list? talked about the weed. The talked weed. Talked about the match. <laughs> talked about Otani. Stanley Cup should be over tonight. Canadians are up right now. Are they? Or they were last I looked. They clapping or what? Their first lead. One nothing. Okay, so still up one zero. This could change. Is it the second or third period now? Second. Second period. Okay. Second yeah, there's period, still a lot of hockey left. About three minutes left. Lightning's up three zero in this series though. So if even if they give up this game, it's still, they're still they're still gonna win. They just go home and win it on home ice. They're gonna win. Then. Yeah, that's tough. Okay. Well. So. Yeah. Moving along. I mean, if Tampa wins, Tampa won the Super Bowl. Tampa wins the the cup for the second year in a row. That's title town, baby. Devil Rays were in the World Series. It's title town over there. Sure, okay. For a year, I guess you hey. could say that Tampa. Larry, here's here's a good one. I'll, I'll yeah, wake this up. is cool. I know I'll where you're wake about up to go. SP with this one. This is cool. What's up? Larry Fitzgerald versus Aaron Rodgers. On on what? 
Larry Fitzgerald has a small ownership in the Suns. Uh-huh. Aaron Rodgers has a small ownership in the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, that's funny. One of them's getting an NBA They're both in the finals. Ring. Yeah. One of them's getting a ring. <laughs> that's funny. For Larry, it might be the only one he'll ever have. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he technically hasn't he hasn't signed with a team. So yeah. he's, he's that's technically true. still out there. Yeah. It's a good seg, though, into the NBA finals. I like that, Pinky. Smooth. That's pretty sweet. Bucks right. versus Suns. Yo, Giannis might not play for the first three, maybe four games. Oof. I think Suns run away with it if that happens. And I don't I don't think it'll be blowout games. I think they just end up winning the series like 5-1. I, this, um, and all games will be close. The Suns have played so well. They're really so the only well. team that hasn't had injuries either. Chris they Paul is out for a couple, but they they were able to. Well, they, they faced a Clippers team without it. Kawhi. If the Suns wear their right. Valley jerseys, they're going to win every game. They played the Lakers without Sons Anthony and four, Davis. Yo. And four. That the guy's looking <laughs> good right now. Jerseys, though. <laughs> um, so if Giannis can't come back until game three or four, I think Suns win in, in in five games. I got money on him tomorrow. If Giannis can come back after two games, I think it could go seven. Mm, I don't know. I just Suns have played so well. Throughout the whole playoffs. They've played really – Chris Paul has really helped that young talent take a step in the right direction, even more so than they were already going to have this year. They finished the bubble 8-0 and almost snuck in as the underdog wild card last seed. Um, So they were already on a good trajectory. But Chris Paul sped that timeline up by two, three years, I think. Uh, So – and the way he's playing right now, he could be finals MVP in his first ring. So it's going to be very interesting to see how this plays out. I'm I'm just excited. No matter what team wins, it's their first title in a long time. I think the Bucks. I don't think the Suns have ever had one, have they? It'll Suns be the Suns' first. Bucks had one. It like would be a the long Bucks' time. second. They got one with Kareem and Oscar. Uh, and what's crazy is that those two playing together only got one ring. Uh, is absurd. That's another story that we can talk about another time. But so finals is going to be good. I think it's going to be real good. Even with Giannis not playing, I think it's still going to be good. Middleton's playing great. Holiday's playing great. Lopez has stepped up. Uh, they still got P.J. Tucker. They still got a couple other pieces. On the Sun side, obviously Paul, but Booker, who is turning into a superstar. Cameron Jordan? Um, Cameron Jordan. No, Cameron, Cameron Payne. Jordan? Cameron Payne, Cameron Sorry. Payne, backup guard who's playing out of his mind, hey, coming out of nowhere. Cameron Jordan's a great player, too. Cameron Payne is a great story. Aiton has took a huge step. He was the number one pick the same year that Luca and Trey Young came out. And people were trying to talk about he might be a bust. or Dude's going but, like but, 20 and 15 but, a night. But think about if they took Luca first. It wouldn't work. Mm. Luca wants the ball in his hand. Devin Booker is your superstar. You had and Luka Devin Booker, and Devin on the Devin same Devin Booker might be the best scorer in the league. Uh, I, I don't think it plays the same as Aiton. It's hard to get a true center who can play the perimeter but then can go on the low block. Aiton is great, and he's proving it in these playoffs. Um, Mikel Bridges and some of the other pieces that the Suns have and uh, Dario Sarkic coming off the bench, it's going to be fun to watch. I'm excited. These are two good teams that are not your normal bright lights, big cities that you know you usually think the, the big leagues and the NFLs, the Major League Baseball and the NBA, they, they prefer those teams, so on and so forth. I've never been that way. I think anybody that says that is foolish. I prefer to see two really good teams, and I don't care if it's a one-off, one-year thing where we get two guys from 
cities that you may not have seen the whole year. Yeah. I, I love that. I, I love the fact that anybody can actually have a chance at the beginning of the year, you know, because it's like in the NFL, you know, you, you've talked about this before where it's cycles, you know, where like, yeah, you're not going to have a chance for maybe three years down the road. Right. And that's if you properly plan ahead, you make some good decisions and then you can possibly start working toward, a, you know, a dynasty. I, I just like the idea that anybody actually has a chance at the beginning of the year. This yeah. is what we need in the NBA, though. Yeah. We need different teams than the Lakers and the Celtics. And, I agree with that, the, actually. I mean, the Spurs won't be there for a lot while now that they lost. Well, I mean, what, what's cool is squad, but. in the NBA, if you can get your superstar to sign back with you as a small market team, you can then build a really nice dynasty. But you have to get that superstar to be willing to sign with you. And a lot of superstars these days don't want to do that. Giannis is a rare breed. So because he's willing to continue to sign there, you can keep pieces around him that are really good, like the Middletons and getting Drew Holiday to come and trade, P.J. Tucker to come and trade, and probably be able to re-sign him and keep that team together. The, the thing, and we've talked about this before, that the NFL does so well is parity. And the way they have the rules set up with the salary cap the and new- the draft and things of that nature – to allow a team, if done properly with good coaching and good drafts, you could turn a team around and be competitive for a Super Bowl in three years. The only thing the NBA has done is like, well, if you sign with your original team and you're an all-star and you're this, you all-NBA or whatever, they can pay you the max possible. But if you sign with a different team, you can't sign that same contract. and Like... They've tried things. It would be hard to go to a hard salary cap in the NBA now because the players would probably never vote for that. Uh, I, I would be amazed if that ever happened. But I think there I mean, will the be things done. I mean, if the pie is still getting distributed cor- the same way it is now. Yo, in the NBA, it's like 51-49 players. Which is the fine. The NFL would kill as, for that. As long as that still happens, you can have a salary cap. No, because it limits the amount of what you can make on that 51. You couldn't have these Supermax contracts at $250 million right now if there was a, a hard salary top. I mean, it's the way you're going to get parity in the NBA. And again, eventually, yes and no. eventually the NBA is going to move to make it to where you can't make these super teams. I think you can get parity if some of these superstars start just not wanting to go play with others and do it themselves. And there seems to be a little bit of a swing back towards that. So if that happens, you can get your parity back again without giving up what the players would say is a a big contract negotiation. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. NBA is going to get interesting here in the next week or two, depending on how long the series goes. So it'll be fun to watch. Pinky, what do we got next? Well, you know where I'm going next. It's fight week, baby. Okay, okay, what do we got? Who's up? Who's up? Because I actually love this. <laughs> it's McGregor and Poirier. Yeah, round, round three. three, baby. This one's tough, man. This one's tough. Not really. I'm a, I'm a McGregor fan. I like, I like Poirier. Poirier's fine. I do like McGregor. Him getting just literally embarrassed last time. And he won the first round, but that second round, when Poirier caught him, it's done. If he 
actually wants to try to win this, he better do so in the first round. I mean, like well, just 110. The odds in the are first round. when more when McGregor wins, he wins in the first round. Yep, that's what I'm saying. Is he needs to quit dragging it out because that does not go well for him when it goes past the first. And he's such a good striker. Um, Poirier is just he's just scary good. That's it. And I think this would have been a different story if he actually got McGregor a little more in his prime. You know, I think that it would have been a different conversation. But well, the one thing about UFC fighting, if you take time away from actually fighting, it's going to affect you. Mm-hmm. And it showed. Yeah, definitely showed. I mean, it showed uh, the last fight that uh, Nate Diaz had. He'd been out of the game for two years. Yeah, and it, it looked like a decade. <laughs> it, it looked like a while. Now again, he almost won the fight in the in the fifth round. Yeah, because he rocked the guy. He just couldn't capitalize on on getting him getting him staggered. Yeah. But for the first four rounds, he was just eating shots. He didn't quite look the same till that fifth round. Yeah. You know? Look, I said this about McGregor a month ago, or whenever we were talking about it, when we first heard this news really breaking. Um, this is his show me fight. Yeah. We all know I'm a big McGregor fan because I I, I like that over the top cocky sometimes. Yeah, I right like McGregor guy. a lot too. Um, but. You know, he made all that money. He took some time off. He had other investments going on. He made more money again on his whiskey. Like, the dude did everything right as far as being able to never have to worry about his family for generations. Absolutely. And that's what he said he was trying to do in the first place. So good for him. Yeah. He also said, though, he loved the fight game. When you have that many things in your hat, though, going on, it's hard to then focus and have that well, same level of, look, of brilliance that you had before. You, so you, you cannot I was take s- two years off of fighting. But that's... Uh, and then That's come back point, and look though. the same. My point is, is did he find that passion again, that fire for just wanting – you got all the time in the world now because you don't have to go make that money. So did he refocus then back in on fighting? Because personally, what is he, like 31, I think? I think so. Like Connor, as far as fighting goes, is still in his prime. Yeah. Age-wise, physical, mental, all that stuff. Most of these guys can fight until they're about wise. 38. So you say prime is – 26 to 34, 35. When I, when I say prime, I don't mean prime in regards to age. I'm saying prime in regards to his desire to well, win. And so that's where I'm getting at. Yeah. He could still get there based on the physical, the mental aspects. Is his desire and his willingness able to get back there? If that, it is, I think we're going to see fireworks. I just, if it's not, I think he's done. I don't think, I think this fight will be the end of Conor McGregor if he loses. He, I don't think it's possible to get there because the things that drove him, he has achieved. So it's like you can't just all of a sudden be like, well, I hit this benchmark. Let me just adjust things. So totally agree with you, except the one caveat I've always felt there is to that is if you can make it to a level where – you don't have to worry about anything else, and now you're doing it because you sheerly just love it, and there's a passion. It's a different type of drive than what you had before, but it can be the same powerful entity you need to be the best. I I understand what you're saying. I don't think that's the case for him. And, well, and that's what that I that's I love you saying that because that's what I'm so interested he, about. This he fight did. For. He either has it or he won't. He's he, either he's either going to be able to contend for a championship again or he's done. He's yeah. pretty much denied almost all media access for his camp. This, well, here's this time. and that's that is such a weird thing though, right? Because you could look at it that one or two ways. You could sit there and say, "Oh, he's actually trying to be focused." 
But on the other hand, when he was like really out there and gunning for things, that's when he had the media all over him. You know what I mean? So it's like, which one is it? Is it, is it that the media and the, that part's becoming a problem? He doesn't want distractions where he just doesn't want to be back in the headspace where he was when he was winning. You know, that, that I don't know how to interpret that. Uh, like he's so the only would person you agree with my sentiment then that this fight either tells us if he's going to keep going for greatness or if he's done in the fight game. Oh, absolutely. Wouldn't this fight pretty much be the end-all, be-all for him? Absolutely. I mean, because you look at, like, for example, Jordan, right, which is such a rare case when it comes to an athlete. That guy won because he wanted to win. It was not about money. It wasn't about anything else. That guy was just driven to win. And I think that McGregor was driven by money, period. He grew up really poor. His whole thing was, I am going to make sure that my family never has to worry about money again. And he achieved that. And he achieved that exponentially yeah and i think once you chalk that off your list of saying that's the most important thing to me there is no way you can have that passion selling your whiskey for 600 million dollars i mean he's closing in on a billion dollars at this point i mean you look at the money he made with mayweather you look at what he he made in ufc you look at what he made in endorsements now you look at his buyout for his whiskey i mean he's probably like made close to 800 plus million dollars in the last five years so it's like how can you be so willing to be like, yeah, I'm going to go in and, and take punches and do all this other things when you're sitting there and like, I almost have a net worth of close to a billion dollars. That wouldn't even be anywhere near me on my mind. You know what I mean? I'm like, I got other things I could do. All right. If I care about this game so much, cool. I'm going to go start a school. You know what I mean? I'm going to go do a Ted talk. I'm not going to go. It's you can create rock. wealth. Yeah. Getting Very rich rare. is easy. Plenty of people get rich. It's rare that you can create wealth generational wealth generational no wealth. wealth that is that's that's wealth yeah people people think rich and wealth are the same well, thing i have a lot of money no, no 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 wealth is something that doesn't go away now it can it can fade depending sure. on how many bad generations you have yeah but for the most part wealth doesn't go away yeah rich does rich maybe two generations if you're lucky if you're lucky Wealth doesn't go away. Conor McGregor created wealth. Yeah. And like like SP's talking about, where he came from to do that, that's why I am constantly wondering. And I agree with him. I think he was totally driven by money. But he's at a level now where he could completely refocus, do it for the love of. And if he's doing that to basically regain the pride, show everybody that he is one of the greatest fighters of all time... That can be a different motivational yeah. factor the, that could be absurd. The only reason why Poirier took this fight was literally the money. Sure. Because well, he had a you're title gonna make, fight. You're going to make, what, fight. three, four times more with a McGregor fight than oh, you yeah. would just a regular old title yeah. fight? He but, got offered way he, more for this than the title. And I th- he was the number one contender. I think you cleared this up, and you, I don't even think you realized that you cleared this up. You said that this is for McGregor to go back and to reignite that passion. That's my point. He never had that passion. It was not about a willingness and a desire oh, no, no, for no. fighting. If, if that's how I said it, then I said it not in the way that I intended to. He, he's regaining that passion in the sense that he has a reason to be fighting. Not that he ever had the passion for the love of it. But I'm saying you can evolve and learn and grow and do something different over time. That all of a sudden I mean, now you're just doing it because McGregor's of this. McGregor's fighting for legacy. That's what I'm saying. This Tonight, this could put this him in the Saturday, greatest of all time conversation. Legacy. You know, and if that does it for him now, great. If it doesn't, he's gonna get smoked, like he did last time. Right. But he could also come out. He could drop Poirier in the first round, and he could say, "I'm ready to go," 
And that's what I want to see because I love when Connor gets like that. You want to know what a better legacy is all that money than a win loss record. Okay. So if he, if he actually legitimately cares about the things that matter, it's literally a zero sum game. But again, like you just said, SP, he doesn't have to worry about those things anymore. That's no, taken care of. That's why this is a zero sum so game. So what, what if he does come out and this is what he can care about now? That well, I I just I can't see that because of motivation, and I don't feel like you grow into that um, when it comes to things like that. Do I know the guy? Absolutely not. Right. I'm a semi-professional because I watched an hour and a half documentary that has merit. Um, Love it. <laughs> but <laughs> but other, than, other than that, I know what his motivators were, and I know what he talked about the entire time when he was on the come up. Right. And that was money. I'm going to take care of my family. My parents yes. aren't going to have to. He's my kids are. Money. My kids are not going to have to worry about money. My parents are going to have a house. I'm going to take care of my wife. Those are the things, right? That was it. So the money comes in, and to me, I'm like, dude, you won. You hit what you wanted. Quit risking brain His cells wife, for just sure. a for literally percentiles His wife of what your net worth is. Always wears the red panties. That's right. We're rich, baby. <laughs> I'm a calling Connor early in the second. TKO. Knockout. That'd, that'd be interesting. I don't I, know, man. I, well, I already That's said what that. I'm calling. I think if he's going to win, he has to do it in the first. So yeah, I'm not going to give the first because I think they're going to fill each other out a little bit. He's traditionally going to be like, "Are first. you really into this?" And Connor's going to be like, "All right, I want to see where you're at." And then I all mean, of a sudden, Connor, I think second round early. Connor's boom. left hand is no no joke. Of course not. Yeah. Connor's but left he, hand is, is reminiscent of uh, his, the Iceman. Yeah. His fights. He puts so much energy into that into that left hand. Yeah. If he doesn't get it, I mean, he's only got he loads it up, and when he throws, yeah, throws with everything he has. Yeah, and if you don't connect, that leaves you really open. So fast though, yeah. so sneaky. So I'm excited. From so many I'm angles. excited. It's gonna be good. But I, I, good I like the reference night. to Ice Man. He's like a just a little yeah. what forty pounds less, something yeah, like that. Yeah, smaller version, but <laughs> yeah. same same oh, idea. 50. Like they come 50? out and just yeah. fifty. They come out and just boom. Yeah. Now, he's a monster, and like I said, I love McGregor. I, everything about him, I loved his attitude because he is that guy who, like, he's like, I'm going to summon this. You know what I mean? He did not wait. He went out there. He chased it. He told himself what he was going to get, and he got it. I respect people like that because so many people talk about it, and nobody chase it, yep. right? They think that they if they mention it, it's going to come their way, man. But no, he was like a guy gotta who legitimately prepared himself gotta take for it. that. Yeah, absolutely. Got to go grab that opportunity if it's in front of you. You can't wait for it to be handed. Yeah, and that—that's why. That's what I like about McGregor, man. That guy—he should be celebrated for what he's accomplished, Agreed. regardless of like his his attitude, or whatever. He he should be a staple. No. Don't get too smart now. <laughs> Come on, Aaron. Don't get too smart. Oh, right, quickly. What's the next topic before we go down that rabbit hole? We don't want people thinking this is worth listening to. <laughs> well, the next topic will get SP's blood boiling a little bit. Uh, okay. I don't even know what it is now. Cowboys on hard knocks. Oh, no. I think that's going to be awesome. So Jerry Jones got his nationally syndicated uh, TV show finally. I mean, it's great for business. <laughs> it's, it's great for business, man. He could have gotten that anytime Look, he bro. wanted. Look, uh, right. bro. No, I don't think so. Absolutely. I, think, I don't think so. Yeah. Cowboys were literally one of the top teams that were eligible. There were only like five teams eligible for hard knocks. Every year. And if you're looking at it, you're like, Cowboys are eligible? Yes. We're taking them because you're going to get viewership. Yeah. You're going it's going to be really awesome to. is when McCarthy gets fired the fourth preseason game. That's not And it. Kellen Moore well, gets promoted to interim head coach. That won't happen because there's only three. Fourth week of preseason, whatever. No, there's only three. And, it's only three games. And 
I wish, Caleb. I wish. It's going to be amazing. I wish. It's going to be not happening, dude. I know it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Because I want it. That's why it's not going to happen. <laughs> but I do think Kellen Moore is our future head coach. I really do. And I think that's the only reason why he's not entertained any offers from other companies, especially in the Well, then you the hope division. the Cowboys don't make the playoffs this year. They can make the playoffs and still fire the coach. Be, it could be win-lose. That's not going to happen. Uh, no, listen. If Jerry why Jones, If Jerry Jones knows it's because of that change in the offensive scheme because of Kellen Moore, why keep Jerry Jones won the Super Bowl and fired the head coach after two in a row. Yeah. Yeah, it'll happen. He'll do what he needs to. Yeah. And then he's also that guy that says, no, our relationship is great. And then the next day you see the headlines, he got fired. All right. <laughs> He'll say whatever he needs to to get out of a conversation and then like make it a big public ordeal. Dude, Dallas hype train right now is off the rail. You know how many people are looking at uh, Prescott and CeeDee Lamb as being top five in the NFL? A lot. Yeah. Everybody. I know. I'm excited about Everybody. it. Everybody. Right? And those are my dynasty players, by the way. Just saying. I'm excited about it. <laughs> Did you well, see speaking the, of, do we have any more topics, or can we roll into some of this fantasy? Well, Hold on, we're still talking Cowboys. No, I think we talked about it enough. Whoa. <laughs> Dang. Easy. He's well, we're like, going to be talking about it a lot with Hard Knocks being F on the, there. That's the Cowboys. Let's just I move know, on. Right? Well, did you at least see that deal that Trevor Lawrence got? I mean, yeah. it, it's slotted. He can't. It, like, it, It's not like the old days. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's still pretty good. 24.1 signing. Jeesh. I mean, but that's like just slotted, like. The fact that it took this long to sign him is pretty ridic ridiculous. Well, I mean, they also got Tebow as their tight end, right? So that team's going to be interesting this year. Trevor you wanted know, some things in that contract that give him a little bit more guarantee that he can either move along or they're going to be good. I, well, they all get the fifth-year option. Yeah. So it's like, you know, he's either going to get paid crazy by them or probably by someone else. Or he's going to be absolute garbage, and he's not going to get paid by anybody. So the deal is to to sign those quarterbacks in year four, absolutely versus five. Right, Jerry. Yeah, yeah, great job, Jerry. He showed us how to do it. Right. So Jerry, oh, no, Jerry actually, learned a tough lesson. Let's slap a franchise on there too. Make sure we really pay a premium. You know what I mean? God, that's like literally going to sales guy. What's asking four hundred? I'll give you six fifty. What? <laughs> that's, that, yeah. Thanks, Jerry. Doing great. Yeah, just whatever. Moron. Can't wait till he, his power of attorney kicks in and he's in the home somewhere. Um, Not soon enough. Not no, soon enough, no. brother. No, that guy's got. He's he's got to be on something. He's got yeah. a couple years left. Skeletor over there. <clears throat> All right. Are we good? Yeah. Are we good. Is there I anything mean, else I, you want to, or should we start talking some fantasy? Who doesn't like Cowboys talk though, right? I think Zach's ready to come back into the life. No, he's good over this there. This world. Actually, did Zach say anything in the last 30 minutes? It's no. Pretty, it's pretty much been on a cot. So, like, if, yeah, if I had a lazy boy in here, he'd be done. Let's talk some fantasy. Zach, what kind of fantasy would you like to discuss tonight? Let's let's roll with that. What do you – any Keep, any kind of topics you'd like to run with for a little while here and, tr and talk uh, about certain guys that fit into those categories? Try to keep it around sports. I'm good. All right. Well, I'm glad we uh, – this is where you hand him a participation ribbon and <laughs> then uh, we move forward. It's got to be something. Uh, <clears throat> I'm just looking at the ADP pretty much. ADPs right now? Okay. We can talk a little ADP. What are, you, what are your uh, first gut reactions on ADP right now as you're just kind of looking at mocks going through? Um, Devontae Adams at nine. Uh, uh, what? 
high, low? What are you feeling? Like, what, what does like him at nine say? Knowing where Rodgers is at, nine seems pretty high. It's a risk. <clears throat> it's a risk. You know? Um, my ADP showing Tyreek Hill was the first wide receiver off the board at seven. This is a redraft league, though, too. I, so. I have a redraft. He was Tyreek Hill was fifth. So they're yours. they're doing so, mocks. We're we're looking at mocks right now. This week we've kind of been looking at because our dynasties are we've done those drafts now. So we're moving over to the redrafts just a little bit to familiarize ourselves. We're looking at a, a twelve team PPR, all positions except for kickers is uh, filled. So that's kind of where we're looking at. So when they're talking about these draft positions here, you're looking at twelve so teams. It, I got a question. I got a question for Zach over here. Mm-hmm. So in this mock that was automated, Devontae Adams went before Jonathan Taylor. No way. In a PPR See, mine went one pick. Jonathan yes. Taylor went one pick before Adams. Now, if you know Rodgers is playing with Devontae Adams, yeah, I'm good with that. I'm not. Well, I'm not either. I think I'd take Jonathan Taylor. In a PPR I'd redraft? i personally take him top five in a redraft. Pew, 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 pew. <clears throat> All right, no, I'm I'm with you on that. I mean, running backs are slim in redraft. It's not like dynasty where you can build up talent. It's yeah, and like, you know, you and you know me, I don't draft running backs, and I'd say that that's you a hate good running idea. backs. I do you hate them. So like they slapped your mama or something, like. <laughs> dude. Because like I said, the way I look at it, if I don't get top four, I don't want any of them. <laughs> that's literally my mentality. You know, what I find surprising on mine is Elliot went before Jonathan Taylor. I've got Elliot went. Uh, I disagree with twelfth. A lot of people have Elliot having a bounce back here this year. I have year. him at fifth. A lot of people. Fifth. Regular fifth. analysts, fantasy analysts, a lot of people. He in this redraft. I think there is a high possibility for that to be the case. Am I completely sold and willing to gamble at that position? No. I just think Zeke, for the most part, he doesn't really get hurt. He's going to be a consistent performer for you. So that's a that's little not high. As, You're that's on the not high end with that. <laughs> Devontae hurt. Adams, you guys are talking. That's a little high for you, especially with everything going on. Who's somebody that's fallen that really drops out at you right away, Zach? That you're kind of like, man, I can't believe they're going that low. Um, Antonio Gibson, three point five. Antonio Gibson in the third uh, round, huh? I don't. That I don't is mind him in the that third. does seem low. That does seem man, really low. I actually, I don't mind him in the third. What's I think he's good I think I take him over Aaron Jones. Uh, I don't know. Aaron Jones has scored 18 touchdowns. All de- yeah, but it all like, depends on Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, if you don't like if you don't like Devonte Adams, then you're not really high on Aaron Jones, especially with AJ Dillon being there. But if they have a yeah, but like if they like, have Blake Bortles or Jordan Love well, throwing the ball, they're going to run the ball more. I mean, that's, but that's there's not, not as many even, open running lanes and everything for was, Aaron Jones. I was going to say that's yeah. not even the point. The, yeah. <laughs> you look at the threat between Aaron Rodgers and Devonte Adams. That compared, completely changes that dynamic and what I mean, he's able I, to do. So, I think I would agree with that actually. Antonio Gibson low. So I mean, I mean on my mock at three point two is Clyde Edwards Hilaire. At three point five is Antonio Gibson. I personally wait. Like Gibson where was more. Edwards Hilaire? Three two. Three two. See, I'd my, take Gibson mine's over got Gibson at three four and C C E H at three I, five at three six. Okay, so they're in that ballpark. But would you take Gibson over Clyde Edwards Hilaire? <sighs> he wouldn't because he drafted him as number one running back. You could have got Gibson, <laughs> I think. So you would? I would, for sure. I just, the Chiefs O-line, I feel like they're going to try to run the ball more this year. That's just me. <clears throat> but even still, do you still think he's going to outproduce Gibson? Look what Gibson did his rookie e- year even with, with their not running. great Washington yeah. team. In a, in a rookie season, CEH 
put up like 1,200 total that, yards. Don't matter. Um, <laughs> and the best offense in the league. Like I don't think he had anywhere they're, close to 1,200 total li- yards. Their line is not where that one. Yes, yeah. scrimmage he, yards. Yeah. CH did? Yeah. He had 800 rushing and 400 receiving. Yeah. Ugh. You I think put up those like, kinds of numbers, and I'm disgusted by your rookie season. That does not say a lot. Well, here's the thing. Here, here's here's my take on it. I like to pick my running backs based off of their defense because that tells me that in third or fourth that, that defense is dominating, they're going to be on the ground a lot more. So that's the reason why I go with Gibson because, uh, yeah, Chiefs don't have a defense. He's also a three-down back. Right. That's also that, too. There's not very many of those in the NFL right now. Yeah. So here's someone I do not like at 3-4. I think he should be farther on the list. Josh Jacobs. No, uh, no. I, I, I think he's exactly, I think you and I are actually in the minority on that. I think Drake is a big hit to his productivity. I think he's I, undervalued. I, just think, I like, disagree. The running back's still out there. You still have, according to my mock, you still have Miles Sanders. Do I'd rather have David Montgomery. Do you know why Kenny no. Drake is well, there? Well, David Montgomery is undervalued. Injury. Because he finished yeah. the season running back That's four it. last year. That's all he yeah. is. He is a, really he is a safety Carson mechanism if Jacobs happens to get hurt again. That's it. That's the only reason why. Maybe. I still like Jacobs. Jake, Jacobs will be fine. But David Montgomery is absolutely undervalued. Wait, yeah. where, where did they have Montgomery at? I'm sorry. Um, on mine, they had Montgomery at 311. That's stupid. That's I would, I would, that's I would take low. Montgomery over Jones and Gibson. 4-8. I would. 4-8. <laughs> wow, that's God. really low. That's stupid low. Yeah. Montgomery finished his running back four. I know. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. All right. What about some quarterbacks that you guys are seeing here? High end, low end. What do you guys Well, I mean, they got Patrick Mahomes on mine at two point six, which I think is two point three on this one. In a so, redraft, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean that's good. Uh Josh Allen's four point four. Oh. I think he would what? go a little Whoa. higher. No. I think he'd yeah. go at the end of the second. A, that is atrocious. He is almost neck and neck with Patrick Mahomes. That'd be a steal stats. if you could agree. get out Josh agree. Allen in a fourth yeah. round in a redraft. That Holy would be a steal, crap. I think. Yeah, and then at uh four one they got Lamar Jackson. Okay. Four eleven. Wait, they have four point two. They have legitimate. So this one I've got, got Josh at four point one, Kyler at four point four. I think that's a steal and Jackson either way. Jackson at 4.7. Yeah, see, they got Kyler. Jackson, Lamar. I could see being in the fourth just because of his, but especially again, in a PPR redraft. In a redraft? Yeah. One quarterback league? Sure. There's not as high of a quarterback premium. Well, yeah. No, I mean, right, that, but that's you're still talking, true. But. Like you said, Allen, I think Murray will be there this year, and Mahomes. I think that's a three-horse race, and Rodgers, regardless of where he is. I still think Jackson's going to be up so, there. Here's here's a quarterback that I think went too late in my mock at 6-12. Six, six, six. Dak Prescott. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Basically yeah. the first pick in the seventh round. Basically the Dak, Dak went 6-5 in mine. He's going to be a top-five quarterback. Yes, he is. He is, and I think it's if you get him at 6-12, Oh, you're killing it. Yeah, you're killing it. That's you're feeling pretty sure. good. Yeah, I yeah. mean, because right now the team you that know, they have – it would be Nick Chubb, Aaron Jones, David Montgomery, Mike Evans, Miles Gaskin, Dak Prescott. That's absurd. I hope I play with people that stupid this year. Yeah, me too. Boy, that'd be nice. In this mock that I have, the guy drafted Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, Terry McLaurin, Chris Godwin, Mark Andrews, Dak Prescott. Hmm. That's a good team too. 
Not bad. He hates running backs, obviously. Yeah. But Wait, was that me? I mean, when you <laughs> auto everything, it's gonna you're gonna have some weird ones. So it's, it's hard to. But it the, does. Their next it, four it picks can, were running backs, but they weren't. Great. It can wow. give you an idea of where some guys might be falling and rising. So yeah. this is good. What about a wide receiver? We talked about Devontae Adams being high. Who's who's fallen that you you could see really having a a good situation that they're just not being. Well, I'm thinking, right now. you know, Terry McLaurin at 4-3. I see him more going in the third round. I I, I could see that. I don't. I could see that being a little low for McLaurin. I mean, I just feel like... I don't feel comfortable with their quarterback situation. Fitzmagic? Well, or Henke. Henke well, looked good in the two I, starts I agree. he had. We don't, we don't know. Yeah. We don't know. I think either way they'll throw the ball, so I like look, it. Look, look what he's done with basically no quarterbacks. Yeah. He still true. put up. He's put up points 15. with Haskins. Yeah. This, and, and to be fair, I forgot um, Fitzpatrick was the quarterback. So I'm sorry I talked down about you. This, this redraft has CeeDee Lamb at 510. <laughs> what? Low. Yeah, 510. CeeDee Lamb's going at the end of the fifth round? Yeah. Oh, man. See, mine has him at 5'3. That's. He's gone in the right third. in front of Jamar Chase at five four. Like I said, I hope the people I play with guys listen stuff. to us. If if you're if C D Lamb's sitting there in the fourth round still on your board, C. you draft Lamb him. You draft have him a good quickly. Year. Yeah, he falls outside the third. That's a steal. Everybody knows I'm not a cowboy lover. C D Lamb's legit. Yeah, he's going full Jake Gillen all this season. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna kill everybody. You know, and then I'm I was Dex talking about you being a cowboy lover, but. Yeah. <laughs> and then on my mock draft, it's pretty much got the tight ends where I think they would go. Yeah, it's I got, was going to say, what are we, what are we looking it's at there? It's got Kelsey it's the at uh, 212. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah, decent. High production. It's got Kittle at 3.6. Okay. And yeah. Waller at 3.8. Damn. Yeah. Mine's got Kelsey at 111. Okay. Well, those. I could see that too, though. Kelsey He's arguably the number two one. Four. Two nine. Two nine. Uh, nope. And Waller at 3.12. So who's who's QB for San Fran? Jimmy Grappro at the moment. Right. That's why I'm not taking <laughs> Kittle that early. Why he's done just great with Garoppolo. Garoppolo when yeah. on the field is great, K- dude. Kittle, if healthy, which is a big if, yep. has done well with any quarterback. He's like McLaurin. Just throwing the ball. I just I don't know. I don't I don't try I think their run game is actually gonna be a little more dominant compared to passing this season because of the big changes in their defense. I think that opens healthy. it up. I think actually I think that's an argument against what you said then. And well, this is why because you're gonna Kittle talk about is so amazing action. in the open field. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. He's gone if he gets a lane. And he's been shown for those huge big plays consistently. They're not just kind of one offs here and there. He has it can't, it's gonna a bunch be, of twenty, thirty yard Well, that's highly dependent on play calling, right? Because but, like that hasn't changed is what I'm saying. Well, that's all still there. So like to Zach's point, he's done it with any quarterback he had, and if the run game's even better, I think that even makes his season even better. Things just open I up think even more th- for him. There's a possibility of it. Sure. Um, I, I'm not gonna say one way or another. I just I would rather be with a certain like I'd take Kelsey over Kittle any day. Yes. I know he's gonna get thrown the ball redraft? 13 well, times. Yes. Yeah, and yeah, he's going to have 100-plus yards almost every game. It just, so it's, for me, it's I, tough I would, to draft a tight end in the first or second well, I'm, round. Well, I'm not taking a, a well, tight end. Well, so you round. might disagree with that, but talent-wise, I don't think it's a terrible pick. It wouldn't be terrible. Listen, if Kittle was on the Chiefs, I'd say take Kittle. But it's I, Kittle's had better numbers than Kelsey being on the San Francisco 49ers well, with less quarterback Let's play. look at games played then instead and then say, is that what you want to raise? Now, if, you, if your argument is going to be solely based – 
if you're on the field or not on the field, then I think there's no argument there. Kelsey first over Kittle every time. Right. But if you're talking about sheer potential, like if you want to have one of those years where you're drafting your whole team based on the what if, what if all these guys are healthy and they blow up? Kittle, I think you pick yeah, over Kelsey. You, you really time. have to just draft on value. Like, what's the best value? You can yeah, get? absolutely. But if you look at a ceiling, I still think Kelsey has a higher ceiling than Kittle does. So, so fair. real quick, wide receivers again. Um, mine has Nico Collins, the rookie for uh, Houston yeah. at fifteen eleven. Okay. <laughs> 15-11? I would uh, probably just wait to pick him up on waivers and see what he did. I would agree with that. Yeah. But he could be a steal off of waivers. He could. He could be a straight steal off yeah, of waivers. Yeah, he is undrafted in mine. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty much a 15-11 yeah. is undrafted. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you take that pick there, though, Zach, because you don't want the risk of somebody else picking him up on waivers and having to go after it. So, so when you have that one or two deep bench spots on those redraft leagues where you just kind of stash a guy... That's not a terrible stash. Yeah, but usually in redraft, you don't have a huge bench. You have five players, six players. Every redraft, mm-hmm. though, you're when you get down to it, your your last one or two picks are going to be guys so, where you're just kind of stashing for a what if. Yeah, so, they should be the backups to people with with some potential. You know, like high potential spots is really yeah. what they should be. Or uh, potential like Nico Collins to be a number one receiver. While it might not be for a great passing offense, a number one receiver at fifteen eleven is a great pick. That's still. a great pick. You know for what I mean? Buy, so especially. yeah, so. That when you're looking at those kinds of things, that could be actually a sneaky steal right there. Think if somebody took James Robinson last year at 1511, you'd have been like, "What a waste!" Could have got him off waivers, and that dude after week one would have been like, "Boom!" Nobody could have got him off of waivers because I took him 1511. Yeah. Real quick, uh, defense. I'm gonna talk defense. Yeah, let's do that actually a little bit because a lot of people in redrafts are gonna have defense kicker. We're not gonna talk kickers ever, guys. No, never. <laughs> but we'll talk some defense for sure because we played redrafts with defenses still. So I'm confused on what my mock chose for defense. Okay, so, let's hear it. Obviously, the first pick was the 49ers. First defense off the board was the 49ers. Yeah, yep. uh, that's not obvious to me. That, but okay, I, I would say our- Hel- healthy. Yes. It, it, that wouldn't be a surprise, but I wouldn't say it's obvious. My, mine must be broken because the 49ers <laughs> didn't even get drafted. Okay, online. well, here, here's, here's, <laughs> so here's the next two defenses that went right after the 49ers on mine. One the, of, the Cowboys. <laughs> okay. Broken. <laughs> the okay. Detroit Lions. Broken. Okay. Whoa. Yeah. Okay, then it went Tampa. Okay. Yes. Then it went to Houston Texans. No. Wow, wrong. No, 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 so no. let let's cancel all of those. What you guys are talking about yeah. on your redraft? Hold on, I'm gonna keep going. I'm no, 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 wait. Let, no, let's no, just stop because no, that's no, ridiculous. No, no, no. Let's, let me just finish. No, this let's list. talk about what we should actually be looking at because that you can't even. That's the Cowboys went. Somebody that, drafted the Cowboys in a redraft. Correct. That's never going to happen. But look at who's next. The Steelers are next. Like yes, what? What? Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. So defense, a lot of sacks. The they New had a York lot of sacks Jets. last year. Listen, the only sacks are the nuts they're sucking. All they right? lost some guys that helped them get those sacks. No, they though. did not. So yeah, after, they, after the Steelers, it did. has the Jets. Yeah, guys that put pressure on the ball and allow they guys did. to go get I mean, sacks. Bud Dupree. So, yes. Bud Dupree. They've lost some guys, Pinky. Uh, One. Jets are next, by the way. Jets are next. Stop talking, Zach. Wrong. I don't even want to hear this This anymore. is what's on my mock. I don't care what your mock says anymore about but defense. That ridiculous. mock was completely randomly generated. You're done. Let's I'm talk about done. what we should be looking at for defenses. We will in a second. Let me get through this because this is ridiculous. Got the Los Angeles Chargers at, what is that, 6-7? Uh, Wrong. 6-8. 
six nine. I have uh, the Tennessee Titans. Yes, Wrong. but you can't you can't talk about where it got drafted because in a redraft auto, it's going to fill all your starting positions first, and yeah, then it starts filling in a bench. Keep, let me just keep going. Got the Eagles next. Wrong. Got the Minnesota Vikings. No. Wrong. No. Got the New England Patriots. No. Wrong. Does anyone see a team on there that did not? Absolutely, get the Colts. What about the Rams? The yeah, Browns, the, the Broncos. So mine's got the Rams on here. So let's stop talking about this. This is stupid. <laughs> Again, like I don't even know why we kept <laughs> going on that. What is Sleeper thinking? That's a good question. Their, their, their algorithm defense are bad. Their algorithm is off for sure. Uh, yes. Let's talk about who would you guys take first for your defense? If, if you could take anybody and you got them where you wanted, I don't care about that. It I should would, be the second to last pick, guys, so, by the way. Always. Just because I Always. don't ever really pick defense until the last pick. Your last pick's your kicker if we have one. If we have one. I would either probably pick up the Browns or the Colts. Browns or and Colts. And the Broncos are, both are definitely good in there. this year. Washington football team. <laughs> yeah, that one's not even on mine either. That one could be a really good one too. SP? Colts for sure. Colts are yours. Okay. Yes. I think I think there's I think there's I think there's four, maybe five. That I will not argue at all, and I think they could be interchanged this year. Yep. I think you're looking at the Colts. Colts, yeah. I think you're looking at the Washington Redskins. Yep. Yep. I think you're looking at the Denver Broncos. Yep. Surprisingly. Mm. I think you're looking at the Rams. Yeah, for sure. And I think you're looking at so there's I've got I've got six secondary is legit. And if Vaughn and yeah, Chubb are I back. I know. You took our cornerback. I yeah. remember. Thank you. And so I you got, went, uh. I got actually six because if these last two are healthy, they could easily be the top two. And the two. Broncos have like one of the easiest schedules. The Chargers the here, and the 49ers. Well, here, here's the. 49ers for sure. Here's the. I don't know why this, this always goes under the radar. I also value defenses on the strength of their offense because if their offense is always going three and out, I don't care what defense you are, you're going to get tired. So again, Teddy Bridgewater is going to be the starter, and they're going to be scoring 23-ish points a game. It's going to be a, a, a not a great, but a good offense. I, You know what? If you're that <laughs> sure about 23 points a game, good on you. That's the See, low end for no, the NFL, 24 dude. is good. 24 is good. And that's, yeah. why, that's what I'm saying. That seems a little too high for me. 23 uh, for is middle guys. to bottom of the road. See, that's why I think the Points Browns per game are going to be a good defense because they're going to run the shit out of the ball. Browns are going to be a good Browns defense. Browns are going to be up there, so their yeah. Their defense is going to be I agree. well So there's rested. seven. I, I don't know why I didn't say the Browns. I got seven that are all kind of going to be, I think, Browns, possibly insane. Broncos. Two I think of them the depend Patriots on health. Defense will be the good. Chargers and the 49ers Dolphins. solely depend on health. Yeah. Dolphins defense. All I got to say is they don't have that dude yet. They'll be good. They're Dolphins not gonna... defense was a top defense last year. Well, that's be because good. everybody in every position was decent. And when you have that many decent people, like just be there, you know? I, I think actually I wouldn't well, team I, chemistry. I legit would not be surprised if the Rams finish with the number one defense. Yeah, so. Absolutely. Again? Absolutely. Yes. They finished last year with the number one defense. And you still got one of the top secondary guys in the league and you got Aaron Donald. That's not now, even that. I'm looking at the fact of they, how much better their offense they is going did. to be. Sure. Yes. Oh, their offense will be really good. Yeah. They did lose their defensive coordinator, though. I don't think that matters. Sometimes it can. For them, I don't think it matters. For them, probably not, because I think the majority of it is the talent of the players, not the talent of the staff. So, um, But, yeah, with as many points as that Rams offense is going to put up and then teams having to force situations against a defense that good, that's what's going to cause them to pop off. I think they're going to lead the league in turnovers and defensive touchdowns because of that alone that's what happens man i could see that easily. same same situation with the Colts because of how good their offense is going to be i think people are going to get 
just laid out by that defense. Having to be in bad spots, man. That's what that's what happens, right? When you're down by 14, you know they're throwing the ball. You know exactly who to cover, under routes, cut-ins, blitzes, things like that. It just forces those turnovers like crazy. So, All right, any other big takeaways from this? Look at this guy with his knowledge this over This isn't here. a huge fantasy week for us yet. We're going to start ramping up to it just like we told you guys, but this is some quick thoughts early on, things we're going to be looking at as we go forward. Uh, last, last final tidbits for us, fellas. Not for me. Hey, I'm good, man. Draft your Rams players. Yes. Draft your Rams. Okay, players. I like that. Uh, and expect Zach. and expect Stafford to have one of his best years. In a redraft, Rams players are going to be real good this year. Zach, what 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 do you got? Final little thought here. Mm, I don't think I'd draft Antonio Brown at all. <laughs> okay, I He's like that. He's got a connection with Brady, man. I like he really that. Does. Zach. But you got OJ Howard coming back. You but have... if if you can get Antonio Brown. <clears throat> Where's 15, he going? One? Where's he going? <laughs> no, he ten nine. Absolutely not. No. <laughs> yes. I'll Absol- take him ten nine. No Ab- way. That's your first second not. bench spot. I'll take him ten nine. I wouldn't. All right, dude. Cool. That leaves you, Pinky. He, him and Brady have a connection, bro. <laughs> SP, it's no true. final. You're good. Now, man, I, I'm looking forward to it. A lot draft of good stuff Cowboys. coming up. See, so, I think I'd rather draft Russell Gage. Oh, I'll give you. A, yeah. I'll give you a take. Uh, I think actually, Cowboys are going to be a top 15 defense instead of being on that bottom. Mm, I would agree 20. with that. I'll give you 20. Top 15. 20. That offense is going to be so killer. I think that defense could be top 15. I don't think they should be the second defense taken off the board. Definitely uh, not. No. That's a good The only time back. they should be the second team taken off the board is when they're options. Should we take this guy? Nope. Throw that off <laughs> and start looking at other things. I'll tell you my they little. Didn't make my draft. I'll tell you my little tidbits here. I got, I got two. I think, unlike usual, I think quarterback earlier in a redraft is a smart play this year. Because you don't want to get kind of one of the bottom kind of guys this year because yeah. they're just not the same as years past that could put up points. Right. And I think you need to stick to a game plan on heavy one way or the other, whether that be you go heavy wide receiver early or you go heavy running back early because you're not going to be able to then mix and well, match in the middle of the draft SP's I think, this going year. Early. Yeah. That's kind of my thoughts. Early thoughts that I've been seeing with redrafts is quarterback earlier than normal. I'm not probably going to wait. So and then I'm going to be heavy one way or the know, other. Man, if, running back, I mean, or wide you can receiver. wait and get Matt Stafford. You can wait and get Matt Ryan. Maybe like, not, but not if everybody's Tannehill. not if everyone has that same mentality. And that just goes to show how meta I am because that's what I started doing last season. And now you're going to see it trickle on over. I told you I'm always a season behind. All right, every time I, I start I something, you, I'm like, nope, it goes good season next ahead. Year. I need you to well, care a little bit. So more if you did about it last year and it didn't work because that wasn't the right play last year. That's not yeah. really meta. That's just you imploring the wrong strategy well, before no, it's ready. His strategy looked good. It was his strategy of not drafting a running back to like the 10th round that was bad. I think it had a lot to do with everybody taking running backs when they didn't need to just to make sure I didn't get a running back. Is that what happened? Yeah, there was definitely some of that going on. Should I fill a third running back spot or get a wide receiver? Let's take this third running back. I instead. personally have implored for years running three running are, backs are and one really... wide receiver in my first five rounds. Yeah. I've employed that strategy for I'll years. I'll usually go so. four running backs in my first five rounds. Yeah. So Well, know. then you want to know what? Then that's why I get the pick of the litter of wide receivers if everybody's doing that. Yeah, so, absolutely. And I will continue to take that. There See, I go. just tried to draft a well-rounded team, you know, because when it came down to me in Dynasty, it was like A.J. Brown is sitting there at pick number three for me. Okay, I got to take him. Yeah, you got to take him. Yeah. Got to take him. You know, I still could have got Joe Mixon. I still could have got Antonio Gibson. But it was like. 
AJ Brown's going to be great in Dynasty first couple of years. Sure, yeah. Well, we're going to start ramping this up a lot more uh, over the next month for sure. And as, you know, Dude, everybody starts reporting for training camps. Training three weeks and, away. Yeah. So we'll start really focusing down on positions and we'll start talking about some sleepers and our bus picks for the year and, and things of that nature. We'll have our own little kind of ranking areas that we have. So stay tuned. More to come. Final thoughts for the week, gentlemen. Three-way trade. Let's let's do a four. Four-way trade. I think between the four of us, we could definitely get a three or a four-way trade finally. I think that could finally happen. We'll, be, we'll work I'd, on I'd it. I'd be willing to talk. We'll work on it. <laughs> Guys, I hope everybody has a wonderful week. Fourth of July was great. We're moving into the uh, midway point of summer. Let's go. Football's getting close. NBA finals are going to be killer. Baseball's wrapping up ramping up can't wait to hear zach live from the home run derby next week right you better come back with uh some good signatures yeah i sure as hell hope so make it happen for sure that's why you take kids man yeah (laughs) definitely keep your two fingers pouring and flowing ladies and gentlemen we're out i can show you where my heart's at see it on my sleeve even if the beat stops my soul will not leave if i never stood tall nobody would ever see i can show you where my heart's at see it on my sleeve i can show you where my heart's at see it on my sleeve even if the beat stops my soul will not leave if i never stood tall nobody would ever see i can show you where my heart's at see it on my sleeve i can show you where my heart's at see it on my sleeve even if the beat stops my soul will not leave